Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the challenge of the afternoon marsupials. Hello everyone, I am Alex. Joining me today for Ramjack is um, a good friend and our co-host Brad. Hello citizens, hello. We've made it to February. Ooh. More or less. More or less. Brad, do you want to jump into it at the beginning of the show? Um, hey guys, um, you may notice we're not recording the episode uh, together at Alex's place. I mean, they may not be able to know that, given the fact that the audio quality of Ramjack tends to be pretty great. Uh, it's, it's, Let us tell you. By the way, the audio quality of Ramjack has been a little lesser as of late as I'm figuring out acoustics at my new place. Um, it will be better in the future, but it won't be great this week, probably, because I'm laying on the couch, so... Um, I'm sorry. It's still going to be better than 80 to 75% yeah, so of podcasts out there. Listen, I still, I got to get a desk and I, I've got some uh, soundproofing foam right now. Right now my microphone's in a box surrounded by soundproofing foam. In the future, there'll be a desk. It'll be set up properly. It's not there yet, but it's not going to be this week um, because I didn't make it to Cincinnati, guys. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. I made it I... about halfway. In fact, I made it a little more than halfway, which really sucks. That is the worst. Oh my god. And that's when uh, my car was totaled. So, uh, I'm on the couch. Tell us what happened. Okay. I mean, first of all, I, I started a little later than I planned. I wanted to leave at like 3am, um, but I slept. So, I left at around near 5. So already, I'm running a little late, which sucks. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look. Most people aren't even up at 3 a.m. You shouldn't be expected to be up yeah. at 3 a.m. That's like, that's true witching hour, right? It's not midnight. It's like in the middle of the n- darkest it's part of the times. night. That's what it is. It's alien times. You don't want to get abducted on the road. Yeah, no, it'd exactly. Be it'd be terrible. So uh, that was already a little annoying, but I was like, I'm still going to make it in Cincinnati by like 7 or 8. So no worries, because it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a 13 hour drive straight. Um, but, you know, you put in stops and whatnot. So yeah, sees um, the sights. So I'm driving along. I'm in. I'm. I made it to Georgia. It's like, it's like near 2 p.m. I guess. And I'm on I-75, just driving along, like a human. You know, traffic. Traffic slowing down. So I'm. I'm breaking to stop. Um, who's not breaking to stop is the uh, big uh, black truck behind me, uh, which uh, rammed into me, which then knocked me into like the work truck in front of me Uh. yeah and it like i mean i got knocked into that truck they couldn't separate the vehicles for a bit that truck was all up inside of my car uh because my car just crumbled into like you know (laughs) into nothingness around that truck the truck was fine um by the way but my car is made of tinfoil so it's the work truck was fine yeah oh yeah it was fine he, dro- he like, after a- they after they got them disentangled they he dro- he he, lo- he drove away. Yeah, when you sent me the picture, it did look like your car was like crumpled around it. Yeah, like I the truck did wasn't damaged. No. I was worried about the other like it didn't even jostle it probably that much. No, no. I'm sure it shook it. It didn't hit the car in front of it, did it? No. Okay. Um, and of course the guy that hit me uh, left left the scene. Just backed up and left. He could back up and leave. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Motherfucker left the scene. Like, on the interstate, just like, left. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, 
I I was like obviously I was kind of out of it at first. Did your airbag go off? Oh yes. Oh yes. Nice. Um, so much so that like the the guy the truck I hit um, came back to me and he was like, "Hey man, I think you're on fire." And I was and I was out. I was like, "What? I'm what? I'm what? I don't understand. I don't understand what you're saying." Yeah, and so he's like getting like a fire extinguisher out of his truck, and he's like trying Whoa. to explain to me that I need to get out of the car because it's on fire, and I don't understand what's happening at all. How could you? Um, um, turns out luckily nothing was on fire. Um, it was just like all of the like the dust from the exploded airbag. It just looked like smoke, and he thought things were on fire. Um, he was a cool guy. Like appreciate him trying to put me out. Like I could have. <laughs> he didn't try to put fire. you out. Did he? I had no clue. Like oh, and I'm on fire. Cool. Um, I don't, I don't know where I'm at right now. The EMTs arrived and I, like, I would, I don't understand this at all. Cause this motherfucker came up to me and I was clearly very out of it. And mm-hmm. what I remember is basically he was like, um, just so you know, um, you know, if you don't want to go to the hospital, if you think you're all right, that's fine. You just need to sign here that you, that you don't need to go to the hospital. Um, so is anything broken? Are you bleeding? Is anything? And he basically talked me into signing that I didn't want to go to the hospital. Like, I had no idea what I was signing or what was going on. Like, I had been able to stand up at this point and get out of the car. So, but that's about as good as I was doing. Um, so then he had me sign that. And then, like, they went back to, like, the the ambulance and just, like, hung out for a minute. And the cops arrived. Um, and then I'm, like, throwing up on the side of the road, and the cop comes to me, he's like, are, are you going to the hospital? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, okay, well, if you want to go to the hospital, um, you need to tell me right now, because they're about to leave. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't know, because I was confused, I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I, so I didn't go to the hospital. Dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're doing in Georgia, but, like, I don't think that's how any EMTs are supposed to work. Also, I've got, I, I've got car insurance, which covers, like, you know, when you're in an accident. Like, I've got medical insurance. Like, why are you trying to help me out of going to the hospital? Like, I should have gone to the hospital. Even if you're out of network, I it's still, you've got medical insurance. You're fine. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just under auto insurance. Bingo. So there's no reason why yeah. you shouldn't. There's no reason. And, like, I, and like, I know some places don't have, but I, I, in Georgia, because, like, the cop told me, like, again, um... It was like, yeah, they're, it's one of those places where they do have the law. Like, you're, if you're in a car accident, it will be covered under your car insurance. So, wow, I don't understand why, like, they did that. Um, Could have been any number of reasons. I will say this. I don't know. EMT seemed weird. <laughs> I don't think that that's a, a sound system of running ambulances. Just from my experiences with uh, EMTs. Yeah, I don't know. I, and I, yours sounds pretty weird and shady yeah, because obviously you were incoherent. Uh, yeah, I was in- confused and throwing up and like, and clearly just in a horrific car accident. Like my car, like looks ridiculous. Like what's left of it? Did they try to give you any type of an examination? Like follow this light? No. In, see they're not doing their due diligence. I mean, I, well, I say I don't think they did. Like. Uh, the first thing I remember, because again, I'm, it's real, like, I, it's, a, it's still a bit PC in my mind, like what, but I'm pretty sure, like, he came up to me and was like, how are you doing? Um, is anything broken? Um, can you stand up? Um, all right, I just need you to sign here if you don't want to go to the hospital. Just right here, <laughs> just right here, just sign right here. 
That's super weird. Like, it's the third thing out of their mouth. I'm like, what is it? Like your lunch break? What's happening? Like, look, I really just gotta get back to lunch. Oh, guys, I'm going to Subway. I, I gotta get a foot long. If I don't get there in the next ten minutes, it's gonna be like thirty minutes in line. Oh. But you're good, right? So, um, I'm gonna say this now, so please remind me, because um, I am on medications currently. Alex, I have a subway story that I have to discuss, which I was very much nice. looking forward to discussing in Cincinnati. Please do not let me forget the subway story. Um, but yeah, uh, nice. so yeah, uh, this ambulance leaves. Um, uh, like I will say, like th- the guy whose truck I hit was awesome. He was like the coolest guy. First, he he tried to um, you know put my car out. And f- um, he tried to get the fire extinguisher to stop my car from being on yeah. fire, which is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Amateur firefighter yeah. to the like, rescue. Pretty fucking badass. Uh, uh, but then he was just, like talking shit about that tr- about that guy that hit us. Like he was like, what "The fuck? What's wrong with that fucking guy?" It's like everyone in Georgia can't fucking drive. I hate this fucking place. <laughs> so he was pretty cool. He was a cool guy. Um, uh, yeah. So like our cars, like my car was just like wrapped around his truck so like they were they couldn't get them separated so when like the uh, the tow truck got there they actually had to pull his truck up onto the bed of the tow truck and like lift it up and then like the tow truck guy was like jumping on like the uh on up on the uh the uh, the back of the the truck to try to disentangle hmm. our vehicles what would you call that it's a foot something the what the thing on the back of his truck oh um yeah i don't know I don't really know the either. He, he's like jumping, like to like disentangle the vehicles, um, which luckily finally, finally happened. Because we were on the middle of the interstate, um, so the cops were like, "Hey, could you see if?" You, uh, so he told the truck driver, like, "Can you see if you can like just drive over to the side and pull the car?" So I, I put my car in in neutral, and like, yeah, we were they were still tangled together. Like he just pulled my car, like wow, that's how fucking wrapped up these things were. It was crazy as fuck. They were they were a part of each other yeah, at that they point. One, they had they been were, they were one, one supercar. <laughs> so much storage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, but so yeah, they he finally got them disentangled, and then the truck went on its way. Um, he just waved at you and then honked, yeah. and then he was gone forever. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So then like you know I, I'm in the tow truck with the guy, and like, and I'm like, all right, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm feeling really out of it, and I live in Florida. I was on my way to Ohio. I have no idea what to fucking do right now. So what? What is the process here? Because, you know, when you're in, like, a crazy, horrific car accident in the middle of, like, yeah. nowhere, like, I I was, I'm not, that's not a situation I'm prepared for. Because I'm like... No one is ever prepared for that. Yeah. Um, which this guy was fucking awesome. Like, I gotta say, like, weirdly, like, this could have, like, this was a horrific situation, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, between, like, that guy's truck I had, um, like, the tow truck gri- driver... The person I talked to at Geico, and then like the uh, Enterprise rent a car person, like everybody was fucking awesome, like just like helping me get shit done. Uh, nice. Yeah. You didn't mention the police at all during any of that. Well, the cops didn't really do anything. Like I, I don't know. They handed me a piece of paper. They were like, uh, uh, so uh, the car, the the other truck hit you, and then you hit him. All right. Uh, did you did you get the license plate of the person that hit you? I was like. No, I didn't. I, I don't even know where I'm at right now. Like, I, no. <laughs> also, I, they were behind me, so no, I didn't get it. Didn't get that number of the person that hit me and knocked me unconscious. Sorry. 
didn't didn't catch it. Um, yeah, and then they I don't know. So whatever. Um, but yeah, so like Toyota Cruiser. All right, it's cool. Um, listen, we'll uh, get you back to uh, um, to um, our tow yard, and then uh, you can go in the office there. You'll call your insurance company. Um, you'll you'll uh, um, tell the person in the office that you're releasing your car to Geico. Um, they're gonna have somebody come out and look at it. It's totaled. Like I'm already telling you, the car's totaled. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and uh, and then have Geico uh, um, set you up with a, a rental car. Um, Enterprise is the nearest thing here, so that's probably which one we'll go with. And uh, yeah, they'll take care of you from there. All right, I can handle that. Like that is a series of the list of things to do that I can handle right now. Yeah, which is clear nice. objectives, a path. Very nice to have. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I did all that. Um, I talked to the Geico person. They were they were pretty good. Um, went. Um, the one thing is I had to get my stuff out of the car because I I gotten like I had my like my suitcase and like my bag, but then I realized well there's still just stuff in my car that I need to get. Yeah. Like, so I went and got my stuff, which you know wasn't much, but it was some stuff, um, including your birthday present, friend. Uh, what? PS, you didn't have to give me a birthday present. Uh, P.S. Friend, uh, your birthday present is going to be delayed. <laughs> totally fine. Um, what's more? I'm embarrassed you even mentioned it was my birthday. <laughs> no, I'm uh, what's more is, you're, like, dude, I've been trying to give you this fucking present for so goddamn long. Um, <laughs> ordered this for Solstice, uh, but with, like, my moving and everything, everything got crazy, so it didn't arrive in time. Um, but I'm just going to show you now because, hey, I haven't heard... Ooh. That didn't feel good. Don't hurt yourself, friend. It's all good. We can wait some more time. It's, I can't. It's, it's literally within arm's reach. <gasps> oh my god! It's, a, it's amazing. It's a little uh, lawgiver from the Apes uh, statue. Oh, I know exactly. A minute, I saw it. What it is? Oh, I can't wait to teach you here about the lawgiver. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I got it off Etsy. Like it was pretty awesome. Like the guy was great. So yeah, it's really cool. Um, I, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Also, um, I, as when I was on my way, I had stopped at the, because my favorite um, stop along the way is the Florida Citrus Center. So I just got some, some treats for the fam to enjoy here. Ooh. These and jams and fun things. So um, all these gifts will be headed your way as soon as I can walk to a post office. <laughs> thank you very much, but don't rush. Oh, no worries, no worries. Uh but yeah, so I get all my stuff out of the car, um, and um, then the Enterprise person comes and picks me up, takes me to Enterprise. Like, the whole experience at Enterprise, I think I was there for, like, ten minutes. It was so fast. Whoa. Because, I mean, yeah, Geico had already, like, set everything up and everything. They're like, all right, we just need a credit card. Um, we're going to put a dollar on it. Um, don't worry. It'll be refunded because your insurance is going to pay for it. Um, that's like, all right, let's take a look at the car. Cool. It's a brand new car. It's got a thousand miles on it. Um, Ooh. Yeah, the Nissan Sintra. Um, nice. It's, it, I mean, it's a little bigger than I would like in a car, but I mean, it's a rental. Who cares? Um, but it, like, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of nice, like driving like a new car. It's pretty crazy, especially like all the weird like it like automatically connected to my phone. That's pretty snazzy. Yeah, it's great. It's like, oh, I like this. I like this a lot. Hmm. So then I get the car and like I, then I'm like, fuck, I don't really want to be driving. Like I don't I don't like driving. Again, driving uh, as of itself, I don't particularly like. Don't like being in a car, especially not right now. Don't really like driving a car right now because I was just in a crazy accident and I'm kind of paranoid that I'm going to be in another one. Also, I'm feeling kind of out of it. Like, 
I probably should have gone to the hospital. But Definitely whatever. should have gone to the hospital. Um, but whatever. So I just, uh, you know, I get in. I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get into traffic here, and then I'm going to find a place that I can, like a parking lot or something, that I can maybe just, you know, make a couple of laps just to get a feel of this car, figure out how it stops and starts, and you know, yeah. the basics you need for a car. Because like the Enterprise lot was super tiny, and it was like just basically right back onto the highway. So I like wow. I didn't really get a chance to get a feel for the car, and which made me extremely nervous. But I found a Kroger parking lot. Huh. So hit a little KPL. <laughs> <laughs> um, just drove around a little bit I was like alright well cool 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 then I uh, popped inside the Kroger for a minute because I thought I'd get some you know I was like listen I don't really want to be driving but I need to calm down and you know get my bearings so went in walked around Kroger for a little bit um, bought some uh, Cola O oh <laughs> guys I miss I miss uh, Big K Kroger brand uh, soft drinks they're like, pretty good, man. They, it is, like, the best store brand ever. Like, I mean, like, I drank, like, a grip of these as a kid. Like, this is, this is mainly what we purchased in our house. Well, Cola O didn't exist when we were children, Brad, no, no, so... Cola O didn't, but it was, not it was that I... diet, whatever their diet Cola was. I think their uh, diet Dr. Pepper alternative is really good. Personally, that's my favorite. But Cola O is good. Cola O is solid. Um, but, yeah, I miss a Big K drink, so I bought, bought some Big K drinks. And nice. I was like, all right, well, I guess I... I guess I better get back in this car now. Uh, and at this point, it's like 5, 5.30 p.m. I'm like, oh, God, I left at like 5 a.m. Now it's like 5 p.m. And like... Whole day. And, I've, and I'm past the halfway point. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't like this at all. How many more hours was it back? So it was, what, six-ish? Um, Seven-ish? Seven-ish. Damn. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I know that, like, when I looked, I think, I, well, I think according to Waze, if I had gone straight, I think I, I should have been home by, like, 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, or a little bit before that. But here's the other thing. Um, I had just been in a horrific car accident. Yeah. Um, probably should have gone to the hospital. Um, so I just have to had, kept having to take breaks, like, every two hours. And I would just have to, like, pull off the road and, like, rest and... Um, then eventually, like, I was, it just was the point where I just pulled off to, like, a rest area, and I slept for, like, three hours. Nice. Doing what you gotta do. Yeah. In a brand new, super clean car. Yeah. Just kind of relax, really back. I, if, I asked you what your plan was, and I I didn't want to try to induce anxiety. Like, I purposefully, when I was texting you, tried to be like, Brad is gonna be very busy figuring out everything. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, I didn't realize that you had been as hurt as you were. Yeah. I, or, I, didn't, I guess. I didn't either, clearly. Um, I don't think I realized it actually until yesterday. <laughs> or, yeah, yesterday. I guess, I mean, obviously, and you did go to the doctor eventually, right? Yeah, I went to the hospital yesterday. Um, nice. Uh, but, you know, but, like, the drive back, like, yeah, it was, yeah, I was, I was texting you and Tammy and Dan, because I was like, all right, I just need some, I, well, first of all, I need somebody to know where I'm at and what's going on. Yes, yes, and we appreciate that. I, I I recognize that I'm not fully there at the moment, and I feel like something bad could happen. So uh, that was my main like, hey guys, um, here's where my body is. So heads up. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very very stressful, very stressful. Um, so yeah, I made it in like at 5 a.m. Saturday Dude. morning. Dude, so you at three fives in a row: 5 a.m., 5 p.m., yeah. 5 a.m. again. It was. A, it was it was a shitty 24 hours. 
And you just passed out when you got home, right? Yeah, yeah. Right to sleep oh, straight yeah. eight hours. Yeah, yeah. I got home, I, uh, yeah, drank a cola, well, drank some cola. Oh. Nice. <laughs> no, I, right uh, to bed, bye. I got in, like, I, I, I took the time to bring all my stuff in, which I'm like, I don't, what was that about? Like, why, like, I was like, all right, get everything out of the car, huh? Just don't want to leave a bunch of stuff in the car. It's like, what? I, I think I was thinking, like, oh, well, this is like a rental car. I don't want to leave stuff in there. What if somebody broke into my car to get something? And I was like, who's breaking into my car? Who's, <laughs> like, who's coming into my weird dra- um, gravel parking lot of this, like, complex that has, like, eight, like, units to, like, to break into my fucking car? Like, what? Also, my car, I can see my car from my bedroom window. Like... Who would break into a car? It doesn't make sense. I don't think. Again. I mean, nah. You weren't thinking straight, man. That's fine. No, I was not. I was not. I'm still not sure that I don't have a concussion. Because I don't know if they checked me for a concussion. I don't know how you check for a concussion. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't even really know the full extent of what a concussion, how that's checked and what that looks like. I am not a medical professional. Please stop coming to me for medical advice, everyone. Uh, but I'm not entirely sure that I didn't have a concussion or don't have a concussion, however that works. Um, cause yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then I, uh, turned on, I got in bed, uh, turned on some Unsolved Mysteries, uh, uh, put on a sleep mask cause the sun was coming up and that was pissing me off. And then I went to sleep. <laughs> I slept most of the day. Nice. Huh. Recuperating. Huh. And then, uh, Monday I tried to go to work and I realized sitting down was very painful. And, uh, yeah, and then I left early and I was like, I'm going to the hospital. So, uh. Yeah. And no one gave you any, you just told them, hey, I was in a horrific car accident. The person drove off in Georgia. I've been on and off. I mean, I've been in and out of consciousness. Yeah, they checked, they x-rayed my neck, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know why they didn't look at my ribs. I, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I think they should have x-rayed my ribs because I'm not, I'm, um, it's not good. Uh, it's definitely got bruised ribs at the very least. Like, I am, I'm some shades of purple. There that are strange and unusual. Like I could, I could be a body double for um, crap Thanos. Oh, that's, uh, that's my that's my current plan. If uh, nothing else works out, yeah. Um, but they did tell me that um, they were like, oh, so uh, um, you broke your clavicle before? And I was like, no. And they were like, yes, you did. It's like okay. It's like it, wow. So it's like I think that's part of like what you're feeling. It's some ag- aggravation from that previous break. And I was like, didn't know I'd broken my clavicle before. I, think, I guess that was probably the last car accident. Um, wow. Yeah. So I had a fucking broken clavicle at some point. And like a goddamn champ didn't even phase you. Uh, I'm just like wondering, just like, like next next time I'm at a car accident, they're going to do an x-ray and like, oh, when you, well, how about, oh, it's probably just aggravating you from when you broke your ribs earlier. I was like, I broke my ribs? <laughs> like, this is just going to be the rest of my life. It's just going to be finding out <laughs> about previous injuries um, through current injuries. And not getting I the think, current ones actually treated. <laughs> In my mind, when they tell you about your ribs being broken, you just go, aha, I knew it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Calling up the hospital you went to, telling them, suing for malpractice. Hey. How did you not check my ribs? But you didn't have a concussion, right? I, no, not, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I don't know that they checked. Uh, Could have had a mild one, but... Yeah. The fact you were able to drive and you were able to, you know, wake up after you uh, yeah. would go to sleep is a good con- sign that you didn't have a full-on concussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, it clearly wasn't a serious, um, yeah, nothing serious. 
Um, but like I've been very hazy since the accident um, and just not thinking fully clearly. It's getting better, I think, I hope. Um, but yeah, like my, my right side is, is very much in pain. It, it hurts to breathe. Um, coughing is very bad. Um, coughing is very, very, very painful. Um, so that's not, I can imagine. That's not good. Um, don't enjoy that. Don't enjoy that at all. Um, but that's my current status. Um, I haven't gotten the word yet about like the car and like how that works and what they're paying out and like how that's all gonna pan out. So uh, I'll stress about that later. Got this sweet rental car um, until I don't. Uh, but uh, yeah, they told me to stay home from work for three days and take muscle relaxers and painkillers. So that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, get back to basics. Maybe fire up that um, Nintendo Classic and just go back to a yesteryear. Oh yeah, I played some Dr. Mario earlier. It was, it was pretty nice. <laughs> Self-medicating with Dr. Mario. What else do you oh, need? It's, just, it's it really right now. It's just it's me and pills and Dr. Mario and Robert Stack. Like we're having a great time. Living, You're gonna get really through living this. that 1991 life. <laughs> Which I was remember the first time I was in a car accident. January 1st, oh. 1990. No, that was 1994. January 1st, 1994. Which all still could have been a Robert Stack, Dr. Mario life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I I remember the commercial for Dr. Mario. I've never played Dr. Mario. Oh, Dr. Mario's great. I feel like I'd be disappointed that the music for the game isn't the music for the from the commercial, and that might ruin it for me. Was the commercial like the Witch Doctor commercial? Yeah, called the Doctor Mario. Oh, nice. Called the Doctor. Mar- He's got the cure. I like if if that was just on a loop. Yeah, nice. I'm game for some Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario, it's it's like Tetris with a little bit more character. That's what I like about Doctor Mario. Yeah. So uh, that's that's my update. Um, sorry, I'm not in Cincinnati hanging out. Friend, it's all right. It's gonna be good times. I was, I mean, I was genuinely terrified for you when I got your text messages. I was at work and was like, what? I was worried that I hadn't heard from you at least like a random check-in. And Emily asked me, I was like, you know, this is, what's, how's Brad's trip going? I'm like, you know what? This is a good time for me because I didn't want, again, I didn't want to be like, yo, what's up? Like, distract you on the road or anything. I was like, yeah, let me just see what's going on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because like, um, like I I was going to text you earlier and then I realized, because you know, I left at like 5 a.m. I was like, oh wait, it's, it's. Cause I was, I like when I first stopped to get gas, I was like, oh, I should like send Alex a message. I was like, oh wait, it's too early. Like it's it's way too early at this point to, to text him because it was like 7 a.m. and I'm like, ah, uh, I'll, I'll wait till the next stop. Oh. And then I, you know, a couple hours later, I made like a short stop, and then I just started driving. I was like, fuck, I forgot to text Alex. <laughs> um, so he texted me not that long before the accident, um, and I just and um, I texted you back um, then. It was like because it was like noon. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Okay, well, all right, that's finally, finally up to date there. Um, and then, yeah, and then it was like an hour or so later. Like, oh, oh sorry. Um, new plan. Um, I'm going to um, uh, uh, just uh, turn around because I almost died. God, that's the terrifying part. Uh, like, when I realized how far I still had to drive, like, coming back, I was like, oh. Seven hours is a long freaking drive. Yeah. That's from here to, in Cincinnati, back to Tennessee. And that's a long drive. I mean, it's not crazy long. You learn to get through it, and it's paced with landmarks. But doing that just after you've been in a car wreck? Yeah, it was not. I would be very skittish. Like, I would just... No, I was not doing well. I was not doing well. Probably shouldn't have been driving. Definitely shouldn't have been driving. 
Um, I mean, compounded with the fact that you were in incredible pain, I'm assuming, during all that. Or you might have still been in shock enough to have been like... Yeah, I think I was mostly in shock. I wasn't really feeling it yet. Um, I mean, I, I, was, I was sore and I was stiff. Um, but mostly I was just kind of... Probably worse for driving. I was just mostly kind of hazy and uh, not thinking fully clearly. Clearly should not have been behind a wheel. Uh, but I was like, all right, I just, just want to get home and I want to go to bed. That's all I want. That's I just want to go home and go to bed. Uh, not good. That's enough to pull you through. Yeah. Friend, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Cheers. But uh, I'll, I'll get up there at some point. Well, you're going to come up later this month? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I, think I've, uh, I think I'm burning away all of my uh, days off. Uh, currently. You're fine. I mean, that you're safe is as important. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That you're on the road to recovery. Just, I... We'll be here. Uh, just like, when, uh, what's... I'm I'm just beginning to get concerned about the car situation. Like, ugh. There's a lot of ways that can go. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Think about it tomorrow when we're not recording. Just be like, you know what? Maybe I'll think about this car thing. Or don't. Yeah. Rec- rec- take care of yourself first. I'll just worry about taking these pills for for the time being. One step at a time. Pills first. Car maybe five, ten, yeah, fifteen let's, steps. Let's, from- let's, let's, let's not worry about that. Listen, uh, at some point, they'll, they'll want this rental car back. And at uh, that point, we'll worry about it. You could just, when they come, or when you go to take it to them, look at them. Ram into the building with the car and then just drive away. Never look back. Mm. I mean, at that point, why, why not just like drive away, and never come back, and skip the part where I ram the building? Because I, I think, I don't like, know. as a person that's like just been in an accident, I don't really want to have another one when I could just like steal the car without the ramming part. I mean, I'm just trying to improve on See, your that's... design. I think it's a great idea in, in theory. I like, I like the A point and I like the B point. Or sorry, the C point. The B point. Where I drive my car into a building is the part I want to workshop. It's a it's important to have a distraction. Now I was going with the Georgia model of distraction, which is just rear end something. Uh, now, granted, a building is going to be a little bit harder because that's not you know a vehicle, and I'm assuming the Sentra is not a giant black truck. Uh, no, um, it's like, but like a compact I will sedan. Say, I will say, Alex. It's got Georgia plates, which means the police Ooh. won't investigate it, as we've learned Exactly. Previously. Dude, you got an out. You got all kinds of mischief you can get into as oh, long as you got that car. Nancy's. What can I not get away with? <laughs> Pull up to a red light. No cars are coming. It's you and a cop. You look at the cop, smile, slowly run the red light, like at like two miles per hour. No, and when they turn on their lights, just look at them nod to the back of the car he sees the georgia plates he shakes his head and just like tips his hat and you get to go free yes. i mean and do anything if it didn't hurt to breathe um i would be down for this plan oh i mean yeah i mean yeah okay assuming yeah when you feel better and if you have a rental car maybe think about just having some fun i like it i like it i like it um not to talk about the weather but to talk about the Let's weather talk about the weather the polar vortex is presently en route to cincinnati oh we're going to be on the outskirts of it, but tomorrow the high is six degrees. Wow. And with the wind chill, it's going to be negative degrees. Oh, negative double digits, I think, in some wow. places. Like, it's going to be cold. I turned on my heat uh, yesterday. No way. For the first time, I turned on my heat. My polar vortex is getting pretty deep. Nowhere near as deep as you guys, but definitely influencing the weather down yeah, there. Yeah. It's not hot. <laughs> That's how you know. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I was I was really upset because man, I looked at the weather in Cincinnati. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like 19 degrees when I'm up there. It's gonna be nice. Oh, and now I'm missing the polar vortex. It's not fair. Everyone's worried about it. Everyone's like, keep your cabinets open, keep your water running, put blankets around your pipes. Which I'm like, okay, guys. Hug your pipes. Tell your pipes you like, love them. You never know. I say all this, and I might wake up tomorrow, my pipes will be burst. But oh. we are taking precautions to make sure that we're they're fine. I want, you, so. I want you to like grab those pipes. And I want you to hold on to them. I want you to love those pipes. I want you to spend the whole night caressing and loving your pipes. Like, hey, pipes, don't freeze up, babies. Don't freeze up, my sweet babies. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> freeze up on me. I'm going to keep you warm, sweet babies. I mean, that's an option we might go with, but I don't I don't know. Listen. No, no. All right. All right, everybody. Everybody take. Listen, Joey, you're going to take the pipes in this room. Vera, Vera, Vera I, need you, I need you to hug this pipe. Hug this pipe like you love it, <laughs> Emily. You're taking you're taking this bathroom. Uh, I'll take the kitchen here. Like everybody, grab some pipes. Get okay, pipe patrol. Everyone get on their pipes. Everybody grab an electric blanket and a and a pipe, and you're gonna spend the evening just hugging that pipe. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what strategy we end up going with, because it's gonna be here for like two days. Tomorrow maybe like do or die situation with the pipes right. all of our pipe i mean we have a basement and all tie of our cat, pipes are tie like cat to the pipe tie a cat to the pipes <laughs> come on stuff you got to do your part you too leaf <laughs> you from this family or not <laughs> so that's what's happening here hopefully we'll be fine nice. tomorrow um i've been watching a few things all right all right kind of want to talk about them one of them i feel like is more of a confession. Oh. And I'm not sure how to really approach it, Brad. Whoa. And, and listeners. Is it lip sync baths? Don't get me started, Brad. Ooh, I know you, I got I know mad. you hate it. I know you hate it. I got mad listening to the last podcast of hearing us talk about lip syncing. Oh. I'm not going to go back into it. It's okay. It's all right. Um, so I was listening to a podcast um, which I enjoy. It's called The Feminist Frequency. And for the most part, I really like and agree with um, their feminist views on things. But some of their personal preferences I find outside of that scope kind of hit or miss for me. They recently started talking about our, the second season of the, the new Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery started, and they've been covering it. I haven't watched the second and episode they, yet, so don't say anything about oh, it. Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything, um, because I haven't watched any of it. So, I just heard them talk about it. So well... They didn't like the first season at all. Well, they're wrong. But they really liked Star Trek. And that's that's the thing. I'm just like, look, I really, I, again, love their views on feminism. Totally agree with them. Hit or miss on some of their own personal preferences beyond that. So they were talking about how the new season of Star Trek, they're not a huge fan of. They did like the second episode, though, by the way. And instead of, I guess, Star Trek Discovery, how they really tend, or at least how one of the people tends to get their Star Trek fix, besides just watching old episodes of Star Trek, is to watch the Orville, Brad. What? Brad, I don't know what came over me. I watched a few episodes of the Orville. That's my confession, and I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. Okay? Whoa. I can't... I know. I know. I know the gravity of what I just said. So, like... We are 40 you're minutes like, in. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, I am apologizing. Um, apologizing. You know what I'm gonna watch? I'm gonna watch that show, written and starring Seth MacFarlane, the family guy done, himself. 
I mean, produced by, written by, conceived by. All, like pure Seth MacFarlane. Like it is. Okay. It is crazy self-indulgent. Uh, oh, what? Now, so the reason I watched it is because the podcast said that they they watched that instead of Star Trek. They feel like the Orville gives them a more uh, authentic Star Trek show. And the other host paused and let the, a beat occur to, like, really let that resonate. And then they moved on. Uh-huh. But there's something about that intrigued me enough to where I thought, you know what? I got, I got to do some work anyway. Maybe I'll just turn it on and leave it on as background noise just to see what they were talking about. I didn't start with the first episode. I jumped right into their second season and thought, well, sometimes, I mean, even Star Trek Next Generation took a few seasons to get good. It was kind of weird before that. And not to think that the Orville would ever be good, but I was curious as to how the show had developed. So I watched a few episodes. And it's... It's a fun ride, but listen. But listen. You you explain how it's a fun ride. I'm just going to take some pills. (laughs) Pop your pills, Brad. Friends, pop your pills. Muscle relaxers, because I'm about to hear something crazy. (laughs) <laughs> so I had watched part of the first episode when it first came out because I was curious and I was not a fan. The second season, it has calmed down a lot. It has start. It does feel more like a Star Trek show, but it still has a lot of the, the I guess, worries of it's like a more pedestrian Star Trek, which is weird. <laughs> it's 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 strange. But they're still ha- they still have an like I guess I'm not sure how to really describe it. It feels like an off-brand Star Trek, but it still feels like a Star Trek, and that's strange. Because um, it's like uh, just like ripping off Star Trek. Is that why it feels like that? So because it's like a guy whose entire career is made on ripping things off and then pretending it's an homage, but actually he's just ripping things off and then making money off of it. Is just doing that? Well, so in one of the episodes. And it, look, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way to spoil the Orville. <laughs> Just letting you guys know that this is I. Brad definitely doesn't give a fuck, no. and I don't care about spoilers I, at fact, all. I would like you to spoil it for people that might want to not be spoiled. I would prefer they get spoiled on principle. So there's a quality. It comes off, oddly enough, genuine and authentic in a way that Star Trek didn't because it does deal with things that are just common things that in star trek they wouldn't bat an eye at or obviously because it's science fiction they we we kind of dismiss the orville on occasion just embraces and just says look it might be the far future we may have a utopian society but the same problems we have now are going to have in the future and granted these are problems that people in the future probably wouldn't have because i feel like we've moved past some of this stuff but we're still going to go for it I, I'm sure, and I, I've watched at this point more of the Orville than I ever have of the Big Bang Theory, but they're similar, I think, in an approach to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Orville is more successful at it than the Big Bang Theory is. The Big Bang Theory comes off as absolutely garbage. I love, the Orville is I like, think eh. the Orville pulls something off better than the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I don't, guys, I have mixed feelings about this, honestly. Um, so... One of the weirder aspects. So, the last episode I watched, I there was say a plan. I think uh, uh, that uh, uh, 
uh, the uh, Big K Extreme um, uh, uh, Mountain Citrus uh, pulls things <laughs> off a little bit better than uh, Diet uh, um, uh, Mountain Dew pulls things off, just for the record. <laughs> just want to say that. You could go ahead and put Diet Coke in that. Coco, uh, Big K O. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, by far. Um, exceeds. Yeah. I just want. I just want to go with the the. Uh, I just want to stick with the, with the theme though of, of comparing <laughs> things that are, are are not particularly good, but you know. All right. So yeah, I've been talking around a lot of it. I haven't actually talked about the show, and I want. Please do, please, please. Let me let me tell you the fun parts of the science fiction. So we start off. There's a planet. There, there. They say, you know what? Let's just turn it on and see what happens. And they send out a signal to the universe, and it's their first contact. They're like, hey, is anyone out there? And the Orville picks it up, and it's like, oh my goodness, a first contact! They're all super excited. They rush over. They're like, hey, yeah, people are out in space, guys. Welcome to the welcome to the galaxy. Hey! So they go down. They're diplomatic. They have all these dinners. They're hanging out. Um, this planet's really excited to, to like, oh yeah, we're not alone in the universe. You guys have space travel. You guys are like super advanced. We don't have all that yet. Like we barely have radio telescopes and shit like that. Um, some weird stuff, um, starts going on. There's a lot of talk about people being, uh, born very prematurely, um, for some reason. And the doctor with their little tricorder can realize, wait a minute, there's no reason that these people should be born premature. The baby's healthy. The people are healthy. Why on earth would you do this? Um, they slowly learn, and this is where it gets kind of cool, um, because some, one of the characters nonchalantly mentions that their birthday is this month, and the people on this planet pause, and then immediately get guns out, and like, motherfuckers! You brought these people to our planet?! Put them in irons. So, long story short, this whole entire society is um, built on um, astrological signs. And the reason that people are like having their children born prematurely, so they're not born in a certain month, that puts them in like a class that makes them inferior to the rest of the people and put them basically in internment camps. So, the crew of the Orville, they're like, look, you guys can go. We tested you. You definitely weren't born this month. But your crew members that are born that month, they're going to stay here forever and rot in our internment camp. Sorry. That's what the stars say. You guys are from the stars. You understand all this stuff, right? And there's the moral quandary of, do we just, like, regulate on this planet and take our people back? Do we tell these people that that's stupid? Which they do, because astrological signs are stupid and dumb. And you definitely... And they make all the arguments, like, as you should about why it's stupid and telling these people that and they're like you know what fuck you this is our planet we don't want to be part of the solar system anymore if you don't believe in astrological signs get off our planet and that as a core idea for a science fiction show is all right i could see a star trek kind of approaching that it's it's something that now i mean astrological signs are huge with a lot of the youth culture they love that kind of stupid mysticism so it's even like topical i'm like okay that's cool where it starts to deviate into a little bit of weirdness <laughs> is a lot of the pedestrian kind of like, oh, I gotta, the, like the B stories, where this crazy stuff's happening and then suddenly it's like, oh, you know what? I need to, I really need to uh, hook so and so up with someone. So there's like a series of dates with other people on the crew and there's like aliens and humans can't mix and that's weird. Seth MacFarlane, him and his like ex wife are like the captains of this ship. 
and they're starting to like date other people after their marriage and you're like what the fuck is this in my in my seemingly star trek show it goes weird at one point he gets like um there's a new girl on the ship and he's like you know this is the first one i've really opened up to since my uh, ex-wife and they're talking about it and that's weird but then it turns out she's an alien that they had like crossed in the first season and she did all this is just to get back at him and they kidnap him and it's weird. I don't all that to say the Orville is interesting, but I just I I, I still think maybe I don't know. <laughs> Even weirder, I'll say this is that the first episode I watched had the Doctor hologram from Voyager in it. And also the Doctor from Enterprise in it. And they were obviously playing different roles. It was another, like, I guess quasi, like, premise, science fiction premise was pretty good. Um, on the subject of Enterprise, um, so for yeah. the last episode of the Calavici Fashion Cast, uh, we watched yeah. um, an episode of Enterprise. Um, really? And an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, which both featured Scott Bakula. Um, that episode of Enterprise, I haven't watched... I've watched I've watched some of Enterprise. I haven't watched all of it, um, hmm. but it was the most boring episode of Star Trek <laughs> I have ever seen. Which one was it? Um, like the captain and like some other guy, um, like they they wake up in like a, a prison, um, um, and Dean Stockwell is the the head of the prison, um, the alien prison, and um, they meet some other aliens there that. And it's like, hey, we're all prisoners. Why are they? Why are, why are you guys prisoners? You're the bad guys. We're not the bad guys. Uh, we're being uh, discriminated against because it's post 9/11. Um, and it's like, oh, well, um, we should break out of prison. Meanwhile, the ship is just flying around for like four days, waiting. <laughs> like, hey, Star Trek, have a Chilling. B plot. You can't just fly around for four days waiting for the captain. <laughs> what are they doing in those four days? Uh, because, Wouldn't you feel guilty, like, well, no, not knowing who your is, captain like, is? At first, it's like, well, we're going to have a trial in three days. Um, um, I'm sure, you know, your captain will be will be uh, freed, but um, the trial will be in three days. They're like, okay. <laughs> and so then they're just hanging out for a couple of days. Yeah. And then when the captain starts shit, they're like, I'm sorry, the trial's been delayed. Um, it may be a couple more weeks. And they start to just fly around and wait some more. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right, like, well. Just hang, like, what's up, snoozer truck? Right, you gotta be really delicate dealing with aliens that are, I guess, of a more primitive culture than you. Ugh. You can't just come in photons blazing. I mean, how about don't just, like, fly around in circles? Well, uh... I guess we'll have to wait a couple of weeks. No! Like, have something else happening on that ship, TV show. You can't... You can't just wait. And then they ended up, like, putting... Um, disguising one of the other... One of the, um... People on the ship as one of the aliens so they can sneak in. For no reason. Like, they sneak him in to the prison break. Hey, you don't need to disguise him. It's the prison break. They're breaking out. He doesn't need to be in disguise. Yeah, that's kind of silly. Was, I don't remember that episode. Uh, I thought I saw all of Enterprise. No one does, because it is the most boring thing I've ever watched in my life. It was real bad. Enterprise Enterprise was weird because they had a very interesting, I would say, or quasi-compelling story that they just kind of dropped halfway through the whole show. 
well, it, it became, became more it because this was a first season episode um okay um and boy it shows um but then I think it was was it I guess the second season when they did it like 24 and it was all just one continuous story which is not something you know they'd ever done on a Star Trek before um I don't I don't remember I thought and I could be getting because again I don't remember much from Enterprise well I, I mean I remember certain episodes I think there was the the pilot episode kind of hinted at there was some sort of like time traveling yeah. people that were trying to disrupt the past That's and they eventually cool. made that the main story yeah. But then they kind of quickly resolved it, even though, like, crazy shit happened. Like, that other planet, like, basically shot a Death Star at Earth yeah. and, like, blew up most of Florida or cut a hole in Florida, which is weird. Um, which, watch out. Um, Bring it. But then they kind of, like, left that, and then they came back to it later. Yeah. And then they came back, and then, like, the last episode had, like, Riker and Troy on it, and they were into the holodeck, and were just like, let's have a history lesson. What's up with Archer? Let's just see what's up. Uh-huh. And then the fucking J.J. Abrams movies, they killed his dog. Like No, they killed the dog. Yeah, yeah, in the J.J., like, in the first J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek movie, um, uh, New Scotty is like, uh, oh yeah, I've been, like, banished here, because I, I, I was playing, I was um, doing transporter experiments, and I killed uh, um, Admiral Archer's uh, prize beagle. Like, you motherfuckers, first of all, you're going to make a shitty <laughs> Star Trek. Um, second of all, you're going to kill off a beagle? Like... <laughs> Um, do you want me to give a fuck about you at all? Um, congratulations on failing. That's a strike one and a strike two. Strike and that's assuming there were no two. other strikes before that. Yeah, and that's just, yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. This is definitely strike the double three, play that's like, you were out. <laughs> um, I, I just listened to your episode of uh, Masters of Illusion, which uh, Lord of Illusion. I have to say... Yeah, Lord of Illusions. Tammy, I was also bamboozled by Brad, and I did not know what I was getting into when we watched this in college. Yes. I had to, I had to stop listening because, one, I was eating while I was driving somewhere, uh-huh. and you guys were talking about the very graphic, a, a few of the graphic scenes. Uh-huh. I was eating a sandwich. and I'm not normally someone who gets queasy at those uh-huh. things, but for some reason, I was think I just had to stop. I was like, yeah, I was going to pause this for a second. I understand because um, when Jonathan was doing the, uh, the Full House podcast, Somehow I was always listening to it while, like, eating breakfast, and he just always ended up talking about, like, Michelle's diaper or something, and I was like, God damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time. So, but I like to, I like, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm able to, to spread the, the pain with that movie. Everyone should have the experience that I had, like, being like, this is too much. I need to take a break. I forgot. I forgot there was a magician in it. <laughs> like, and speaking magicians. of things i forgot but the one guy ends up becoming like a stage magician like the david blaine yeah. which is hilarious in retrospect yeah so and again just because i thought about this while i was listening to our last podcast on the road while i was driving um remember i mean you can't forget i know i can't how i talked about how lip syncing basically destroyed the movie doubling uh, for me forever yeah. so i forgot to tell you about like the talent portion of the beauty pageant and how dumplin decided to do a magic act where she also lip-synced to a Dolly Parton song. Well, yeah, it's the worst. It's the yeah. fucking worst. Yeah, I mean, you bring the magic was shitty. In. I'm, I'm with you 100% now. I wasn't before. This is the two strikes and doubling for Absolutely. Brad. Magician stage show. Oof. Dolly Parton. And then Dolly Parton lip-syncing. It's embarrassing. Like, when she starts to lip-sync as a first magician... She does a 
she just does a bunch of sh- stupid magic. Like, it's not even good magic. But people are like, oh, she's in a cool costume. And then she starts lip syncing to one of the best Dolly Parton songs. But that's besides the point. You're thinking, kid, lip syncing is not a talent. What? It's not a thing. I need to know what is one of the best Dolly Parton songs. Um, I don't remember the name of it. But it, I know it was featured in the last season of Gilmore Girls, oddly enough. Um, let me look it up really right. quick. Because I'm like, uh, besides 9 to 5, I don't know if I could name a Dolly Parton song. Which seems odd as long as we lived in Tennessee. Yeah. Here You Come Again is one of the best L.A. Parton songs. All right, all right. Everyone make note. It just a, it's beautiful sounding. The lyrics are, but it is, uh, how do you not know Jolene? It's a classic, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Stealing Man song. I've heard of that. I, I, I couldn't, I, I've, I know the title of the song, but I, I wouldn't recognize it, I don't think. Nine to Five, though, is the staple yeah, of L.A. Parton. That's, everyone knows yeah. that. I, I really feel the like if if I know it then it's it's very well known because I know eleven songs. Um, the other show I watched, and I watched all of it, uh, is a Netflix show called Sex Education, which out of everything I've seen recently, I would definitely recommend. Um, but it, your mileage will vary. Um, it's. It's also like a coming-of-age story, but in a way Dumpling could never touch. Um, no magicians. No inter- no ships flying around <laughs> and making circles in space while people... Scully is in it, yeah. and it may... For all we know, it could be a part of the X-Files largely. It's the best thing. It's the best X-Files please, ever please don't, already. Please don't say things are part of the X-Files universe. I, that makes people never want to watch it. Um, the actress who plays Scully is in it. She is a uh, sex therapist, and um, her son, well, her former husband, is also a sex therapist, and their son picks up on a lot of stuff, and he decides to open his own sex therapy um, business at school with the kids. Okay, all right, all right. Beautiful coming-of-age story. It takes place in England, like the countryside of England. It's just adorable. Really great, like just really great. Um, I would say good story. To, like it's written very well for what it is. Does I, I mean, to kind of put it in context? Do you remember the TV show Skins? Yeah. Okay, Skins is shit compared to this. Like this is a real television show. This isn't some sort of vapid like. Sensei. Skins was is garbage compared. To it was weird. It was, it's jarring to just be like, wow, this is really good. Great music. Um. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Nice, nice. Are you um current on Riverdale? Sadly, I am not. Oh, I got to get back on you Riverdale. Got to get back on, friend, because oh, manzies. I mean, I mean, I we, I say it every time, but like it's just the way it finds new ways to be kooky. Like, like we come back, you know, from the break. Like, um, we're done with we're we're done with that quarantine. Um. Archie like fights a bear. Um, Archie <laughs> dies, but then he's okay, and then he's worried about the SATs. Like, I mean, this show. Like, wait, Archie comes back and is worried about this. Yeah. So what? He just goes back to school. Yeah. Like nothing happens. Well, I mean, he got killed by a bear, but other than that, is he dreaming? Oh, is no, he no, like no, on life really support? Happened. We already did that. We're past that. We're on to the SATs now. How? Exactly. Exactly. Aren't they making Jingle Jangle and like... Yeah. What happened to all those girls in the... Jingle uh... Jangle is out. 
Um, like, um, what's the new one? It's not Jingle Jangle now. It's, uh, um, the, um, Fizzle Rocks. It's Fizzle Rocks now, friend. Fizzle Rocks are the new hotness. How was, how was he able to come back to Riverdale? Well, he got killed by And go back to school. Yeah, I mean, he just came back. So Hiram looked at him with respect because he has, like, the bear claw scar on his face or in his chest. And he's, look, you didn't, look, you earned my respect in the ring. But anyone who fights a bear gets a free pass and gets to come back in. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone's free, by the way. Now. No, no, no. Um, Hiram, Hiram's still. Well, Hiram's still like you know plotting, but Hiram got shot. So. Oh. Now this was after um, the SATs. So. <laughs> How would he even be able to focus on the SATs after all of this? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. He's definitely gonna have to take it again. <laughs> oh, what? Because he missed all of his um. The first half of his junior year? Yeah, he's probably going to take the SATs again. Also, he's an idiot, we learned. Like, he is a real dummy. <laughs> There's a study scene, and it does not look good for Archie. <laughs> no, I have to go back and oh, watch the latest episode. I mean, there's only, like, two episodes you need to catch up on. But, like, yeah. Catch up. That's insane that yeah, that much happens in yeah, two episodes. One episode, he's being killed by a bear. And the next episode, he's worried about the SATs. It's amazing. I love it so much. Brad, um, I've been on I've been on Reddit. There is a there's a post on the subreddit, unpopular opinion. Brad, this person may have just broken open one of the biggest conspiracy theories, I, at least in the modern age. Ooh. Brad, mm-hmm. listeners, what? preheating the oven is a scam run by the government to take your money. No, no, it's not. I, like, before you even start, Brad, listen to this man. Every fucking time I buy a frozen pizza... Oh, well, it's case closed. You're, don't buy those. Just make a pizza. I put that sassy bitch right uh, right when I start the oven. That's how it's It's not a complete sentence. Why? Because I figured it out. That's right, Uncle Sam, I'm on to you. The directions for my frozen pizza say to preheat the oven to 425 and cook 15 minutes. But my oven takes 14 minutes to preheat. So this whole cooking process takes 30 minutes? No way. Not a chance in hell, buckaroo. When I shove my pizza in that oven prematurely, I add three to four minutes uh, to compensate. That means I wait a total of 19 or 18 to 19 minutes versus 30. And guess what? The pizza tastes great. Ask any of my friends. I cook them frozen pizzas all the time. God, you're the worst friend. You are the worst. Hey, let, and they hey can't guys, get enough. Over, I'll make dinner. Oh, how nice. Oh, don't, don't go, don't go there. Why? I mean, I, I'll go over. He's gonna make dinner. He's just gonna make frozen pizza. What? Yeah, Not he, again. Yeah, he makes. All he does is make frozen pizza, and he, he thinks he's got this like time hack with it. It's stupid. Uh, by the way, he's gonna make one frozen pizza for all eight of you. Just so, just know that going in. Um, he's also gonna ask if you'll bring some chips or thing. You guys, you better bring like a sandwich because you're gonna get like the smallest slice of fucking frozen pizza and he's gonna want you to thank him. So I really don't do it. I'm right here. <laughs> my friends can't get enough of my frozen pizzas thanks oh, to my they unequivocal. They can't get enough because you give them half a slice. Hey, just, can I have another slice? Pizza. Yeah. You know, guys, we could just get like pizza, pizza for $3 and have a better meal than this person. <laughs> Same thing. You wouldn't leave hungry. You'd be unsatisfied, but for other reasons. Yeah. Thanks to my unequivocal superior intelligence, 
the pizza turns out fine, and it poses no health threat, by the way, if you cook it this way, Brad. Source. I've been doing this for 12 years. First of all, yeah, pizzas are, like, flash frozen. Um, the reason you... I mean, they... You probably don't need to fully preheat the oven for a frozen pizza. No, he's gotcha, he's gotcha. I mean, they... But the reason they put that on there is so that they can definitely tell you your pizza will definitely be cooked by the right time at the right temperature if you put it in at this point because it varies so much on how cold your freezer is, how your oven is. Um, but if your oven's completely preheated, then yeah, you it'll cook by the time set on the box. But yeah, it's a flash frozen pizza. You can easily put it in before it's completely preheated. But the oven is not going to get to a steady temperature because there's a flash frozen pizza inside of it and you're like waiting for the oven to heat up. So I don't know about this only adding three or four minutes to the time because I feel like it'll add more than three to four minutes for the oven to get it at a decent temperature to cook it. I feel like your pizza probably can cook a little longer regardless, but fine. Wouldn't it's, it be but it's interesting? It's for consistency. Huh. But wouldn't it be interesting if the people who own the pizza, frozen pizza manufacturers are also the electric company? Huh. Wouldn't that be interesting, Brad? Well, that's probably the case, though. Like, I mean, it's... Like, that, 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 I'll give, grant you, like, because, like, everything's hmm. a giant fucking conglomeration. So, yeah. Uh, Just asking questions about here, but I don't know. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, pro- probably would be. Sold. Guys, this Reddit post is sold, Brad. Even with his, uh, I mean, his actual logical thinking about how everything works, which yeah. is, makes sense. Uh, my other thing is, don't go to this friend's place for a frozen pizza. Never. Also, never. A pizza. A monster are you. Like, Making a pizza is one of the... Making a pizza... I loved cooking pizza so much. It is one of... It it is a long process. Not a very long process, but it takes just enough time that it feels like you're doing... You're accomplishing something. It's very rewarding. um, And the path is great. Like, it's nothing more delightful than, like, tossing some pizza dough around. And then in the end, you get a nice pizza. It's a very relaxing process. It's, It's one of the most comforting things to cook. Working with dough is awesome. Like, I really enjoy working with it, whether it's a pizza dough or anything. So, yeah, making a pizza is a good time. I I mean, honestly, though, there's no conspiracy about your oven and everything. I mean, like, all joking aside, I just don't know, What is the scenario in which you would feed friends a frozen pizza? No, that's the bigger question. Like, that is awful. Maybe you're having your friends over to play, um... A game, like a game or night, a and you're like, you know what? Does, do people want pizza? Or uh, you still can't serve them a frozen pizza. Frozen pizza <laughs> is for it's it's late at night and I'm hungry, or like I'm just gonna I am a lazy fuck. Like it, there is <laughs> there is no time when it's like I am gonna give this to other people. Like maybe okay, maybe you and your significant other have had like a long day, like you've been doing something, and you're just like I don't feel like cooking, I don't feel like going out. Uh, let's just cook that frozen pizza that's been sitting in the freezer for two weeks. Like, you can't give other people frozen pizza. That is morally wrong. I don't disagree. I don't dis- disagree. If you make a pizza with love, serve it, to, serve it to people. When we recorded the Monster Castle episode, I, I made I made pizza. I made two uh, two pizzas and some mulled wine. It was a perfectly nice little get together. But you made those made pizzas. Made those pizzas with love. You didn't slap them in the oven. I, that oven was heated. Or preheating. It was, that oven it was, was fully so heated. heated. Gotta be consistent. Gotta be... You gotta have predictable results. Yeah. Brad? Um, recently, a local 
news channel here in Cincinnati dipped into their archives and found a 1984, what they're calling a music video that celebrates the city of Cincinnati called Cincinnati Style. Oh, no. It's awesome. Is it? It is a commercial for Cincinnati. Just like a bunch what? of people like putting like chili and, and mountains of cheddar cheese on top of themselves. There is a skyline scene where I think a kid fucks up a hot chili dog on accident. Like they're like putting cheese or crackers. And they're like, Oh no. Like it's super dumb. Um, I like the incident. I, I, I just want to go back to the, <laughs> the image of Cincinnati style. People just wearing like um, cheddar shaved cheddar cheese, just like pouring it all over themselves. I'm, <laughs> I'm Cincinnati style. Are you? <laughs> There's a dude in a bolo hat that's giving uh, horse carriage rides across the Roebling Bridge. There's a lot of things that take place around the river that don't happen anymore. Granted, it was 1984, so that was like forever ago. Right. Um, I can say now with confidence that was roughly 35 to 36 years ago because yes. I was born in 1984. Indeed. The line that will be of interest to you, friend, Please. and to anyone who grew up in our hometown who also had their own kind of music video commercial thing, and our tagline... F- was what brad shout about you it know, shout about it there's a line in the cincinnati style commercial that says um basically i don't i don't know the full i know the lyric that i'm about to tell you but getting to it i'm gonna have to paraphrase they're talking themselves up yeah we're the queen city you know that we're awesome and then we don't have to shout about it oh oh that's a personal affront my jaw dropped when I heard it. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know we had a gang war between we have... between the Queen City and the Hub City. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long fight. Like it's been going on for a while. This grudge. It's been a long road. <laughs> Getting from there to here. It's been a long road. <laughs> a weird choice for a Star Trek opener, but it grew on me. I remember watching Enterprise. Oh, I think it's a fun song, other than Faith of the Heart bullshit. I like the lyrics are stupid, but... Oh, man, we don't have to shout about it. Well, we fuck you. Shout about we do have to shout about it. Shout <laughs> about it. No one can hear you unless you're, like, loud with it. Fuck. Also, do you guys have a song about Tennessee trash? Because <laughs> that's our best uh, Tennessee song. Tennessee trash filling up the highway. Tennessee trash clogging up the byway. Well, there ain't no lower trash than Tennessee trash. <laughs> Is that the full lyric? So, it was an anti-littering commercial, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just talking about Tennessee trash, which is hilarious. Friend, just for your jollies, I'm gonna send you this. Please do. Not that I expect us to edit this into the show at all, but this is the music video. I just want to see it. All right, give me a second here. I'm going to watch this. In the heartland of the nation, there's a quiet celebration of the things that make a city great. No one else can duplicate our style. Cincinnati style. The friendly folks. Cincinnati style. The local jokes. Cincinnati style. Cincinnati style. We hold it all so dear. We tell the world about it, but we don't need to shout it. Cincinnati style. Don't need to shout it. 
Dalmatian. Wow. I mean, I do have to give them props for having a Dalmatian in their commercial. I don't. They have a Dalmatian. They have a firefighter who's eating Frisch's food, and then oh, I guess the that's... alarm goes okay. off, and the guy reaches back. I was wondering why he was reaching for that. I was like, "What's this hamburger situation about?" Every place has firefighters uh, that eat hamburgers. It's not Cincinnati stuff. Friend, I think you were confused. You mean he? Why is he grabbing that big boy, oh, yeah. which is the proper name for the burger that he reached back for? Uh, in Cincinnati, we care more about big boys than we care about saving people from the fires. <laughs> <laughs> Hence all those people that died in the fires that you <laughs> <laughs> don't shout about it. Though. Don't, don't not tell anyone about, about this. Don't you dare shout about it. Shout don't about tell it. anyone what we got here. Nancy's. Fun rivalry. Oof. I don't know. It's getting it's getting heated. Heated. I wonder if there I wonder if there's like a Florida song. I'm gonna look into the archives now. You need. We all need to look into the archives and see if there's any. I I, I would love if Orlando has something. Yeah. Surely Orlando has like five videos. Yeah, but I think Orlando's in. song is "We've Got Disney World." Case closed. We I mean, win. I guess Disney is like we win. You can ride the movies and meet Mickey Mouse. Case closed. I saw the building for the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That's uh-huh. I guess going in Epcot. Uh-huh. The building's fucking huge. Oh yeah, it's big. Um, I also saw. Um, I can't remember the name of the channel, but there's a YouTube channel that talks about like amusement park rides, and they cover a lot of Disney rides because obviously Disney is the amusement park. But it covers rides that, um, oh, it's called Defunct Land, where rides that weren't really successful what they replaced them with. And there was one in Epcot that looked pretty freaking awesome. It was kind of like a carousel of progress, but it was like in the future. Clear sent me the link to that video, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, Oh, dude, like. I want to say the guy who narrates the Carousel of Progress is in it. Yeah. Like his voice is in it. Nice. Because they they recently, and not just Defunct Land, but I guess someone else had a video of where they were allowed to take an old camcorder, the one that you put on your shoulder, like the shoulder-mounted camcorder, yeah. and they just rode the ride, and it's it's the only like surviving archive we have of it. Nice. Which is pretty neat. There was also a really shitty thing in Disneyland. Where um, it was basically a Hollywood ride where they put animatronics of like popular television stars and movie stars of the day, the 90s, like on a ride. Jim Carrey is in it. Like, and it's just, it's basically like exaggerated caricatures of these stars brought to life. They eventually like made it into Monsters Inc. and basically like gutted the entire thing because it performed horribly. No one wanted to ride it, it was an embarrassment. Nice. Brad, this I, obviously we're going to be talking about Dobie Gillis in just a minute. Um, I just want to go back to 1984 for a second, friend, because uh, we're talking okay. about this song and we're talking about your birthday. Um, when I was on my travels before the accident, I like I was just walking around a gift shop for a while, you know, just stretching my legs, and they had one of those like um, you know year things like the year 1999, uh, things about that year, and they had one for 1984, uh, which I was like, oh, I'll just take a snap of this and I can talk about it on the podcast. It'll be fun. Um, and yeah. I was just reminded of that. Um, so it's just some information about 1984. Uh, cost of living in 1984. Alex, how much was a new house in 1984? According to this random piece of paper. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to guess four bedrooms, two baths, maybe basement, two car garage. I want to say in Jackson, 
twenty dollars. No, I'm kidding. I, I was twenty-three dollars. Um, but I was <laughs> so that's not the answer. In the broader world, I'm gonna say one hundred eighty thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, eighty-six thousand seven hundred thirty dollars. No way. Uh, I'm guessing this is average. Jeez. Um, what was the average yeah, income? Average income in 1984. Oh, I'm gonna say it was forty-five thousand. How about twenty-one thousand five hundred ninety-nine? How much was a new car? New car, 1984. Twenty thousand dollars even. Eight thousand seven hundred forty-nine dollars. No way. That's no. Um, what about average rent? Okay, now I know I need to lowball everything. I'm gonna guess two hundred and fifty dollars, sir. Three hundred and fifty. Oh, that's too much. I won't pay it. Well, to the streets with you. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Listen, you're not gonna be ringing an apartment, Alex. What if you want to go to um? What if you want uh, to go to Harvard University? How much is tuition for a year? Oh, fuck. Uh, fifty thousand dollars. Nine thousand thirty-five dollars. No way. A year. $9,035 a year. That's affordable. Yeah. Like, you could totally swing. Yeah, you could go to college. Um, how much was a movie ticket? Let's say you don't want to go oh, to college. Oh, pennies. Uh, $3. $2.50. Oh, wow. That's a deal. Uh, what about gasoline? A gallon. Oh, I'm going to guess 85 cents. $1. ten. Which I thought was kind of crazy, because huh. I, I, when I first started driving, I think the gas was a dollar. I think this was a dollar thirty. I want to say. Um, I remember at one point we were driving, it got back down to 80 or 90 cents a gallon. But that was not long for this world. What about world. postage stamp? Let's say you're going to mail a letter, as you would have had to do in 1984. Um, I'm going to say it was, well, it was 24 or 25 cents for as long as I could remember as a child. I'm going to guess it was cheaper than that. I'm going to say it was 12 cents. 20 cents. Oh. 12 cents. Come on, Alex. Don't be ridiculous. Dude, I don't know. Okay. Cost for an inflation calculator, just so you know, a movie ticket cost two fifty in two thousand and seventeen. That amount would have been six dollars. Mm-hmm. Aren't movie tickets like eight bucks? Yeah, and that's low end. Yeah, movies are more expensive now. Is more expensive. Yeah, it's not. Uh, this Alex, things aren't just inflating. It's the uh, things are just they call these. Uh, yeah. uh, what about okay. what about uh, what? What about ten pounds of sugar? How much would I pay for ten pounds of sugar? Yeah. I. Psh- a nickel? I don't know. I, uh, I'm gonna say a dollar twenty-five. Ninety-five cents. <laughs> I would not be good at time traveling prices, no, right? You, which I think there should be. That should be a if show. If you run time traveling supermarket sweep, you would fail. Uh, what about a gallon of milk? Uh, eighty-five cents. <laughs> Two dollars twenty-six cents. Ba-dum, ba-dum. How does the price of milk not ah. change that much? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. It's big milk keeping it down. A dozen eggs. What do you got? Come on. Uh, two things to say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say dollar twenty-five. Fifty-eight cents. What world was this in eighty-four? <laughs> this is such a, this, uh, this is the most. I mean, I hope this is entertaining. It's entertaining me because um, it's so weird. I'm still. I'm still stuck on the idea of doing like any like prices right or supermarket sweep, but like modern time, like modern people going back to this yeah, time. Yeah. Let's put up a store that looks just like it was in 84 and have them run through and see what's up. Absolutely. So bizarre. So, uh, yeah, that's 1984 and uh, prices. God, what a great little... We've, we've come a long way, you know? Shout about <laughs> Things have it, changed man. a lot. Shout about us. <laughs> Friends, it's that super, super 
special time of the month when we discuss the mini loves of Dobie Gillis. It's February. We talked about doing the second episode of TV shows. And that's what we're doing now. This is the second episode of season one of the Mini Love of Debbie Gillis. Will it continue for the rest of the month? I don't know. When we were talking about shows, I actually forgot that we were going to do second episodes. So I just sent Brad some random, like, Valentine's Day-ish things. Um, one of them was an episode of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, which isn't the second show. It's like in the third season. That takes place around Valentine's Day, and we will watch that eventually. Nice, nice. You give me a holiday, uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, and we're there. But this was great, because I do love Dobie Gillis. Am I going to have to summarize it in less than a minute? Yes. Yes. Um, we all know the arbitrary rules. If I go over, I'm a chump. A regular, um, I, I guess, Dobie oh, chump. <laughs> I was trying to think of fashion chump, a regular beatnik bum. Um, (laughs) um, This guy does go on to play Dick Tracy, doesn't he? For a second, I was like, who is this guy? I know him. He's he's got star power. Yeah, obviously. All right, Alex, take a moment. Collect your thoughts. Think about what happened. What what were people wearing in this episode? Uh, Whatever you discuss is as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under. Because then again, you would be a fashion jump. And you will be going in three, two, one, go. So Dobie Gillis is really looking to land a girlfriend. And the one he wants is Felda? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, this attractive woman. But she only likes guys who dress sharp. And God damn it, uh, Milton is a really sharp dresser. So what Dobie does, because he's poor and doesn't have any money, is he goes to the uh, the local like suit shop and is like, look, dude, if you let me wear clothes to school, like your clothes, new clothes every day, I'll be like a walking billboard. I get the girl, you get the dough. Because people will be coming to your store to buy clothes. The store owner, um, whose voice is really familiar from cartoons I watched as a child, agrees. So Dobie starts doing this, and he eventually wins the affection of this woman. Now she doesn't. Now she knows Dobie doesn't have any money, and Milton calls her out on this. She's like, "Look, yeah, he's not rich now, but he has potential." So she goes over to Dobie. He's like, "I'll be your girl. How much money are you making in on this whole side advertising thing?" He says, "I'm not making anything. I didn't sign a contract." She says, "Bye." And basically, that entire episode made it. Also, has holes in his shirts. One minute. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, uh, I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this in a while. So um, I'd like to thank the listeners. I'd like to thank Brad. I'd like to thank Toby Gillis. I'd like to thank Thalia Meninger. Thalia. And also um, Mel Blanc, who was the voice of Bugs Bunny in every, pretty much every Looney Tunes character. And uh, Rumble. And he's everything. Yeah, Mel Blanc. He's the voice of everything. I mean, when your suit business doesn't work out, I guess you got to go to voice acting. Uh, obviously. Most people don't realize Frank Welker was originally a tailor. Oh. So the show opens up. Dobie's in Thinking Man position next to Thinking Man statue in the local park. He's basically talking about how he loves women, really wants a girlfriend so bad. Uh, Thalia is a woman that has really captured his interest. She's a real doll. Problem, not a real doll. She's like a woman that's really attractive. <laughs> she's, she's a real doll. 
Um, she's like a, a creepy 1950- silicone uh, uh, plastic <laughs> robot um, that men fuck into. I mean, ever since he saw her pop up on Facebook, a marketplace, he's been saving enough money. But in 1959, there was no concept of a real doll. It's true. Um, that is a, a gold digger. Uh, a, a, I would say... A, like a self-proclaimed teenage gold digger, if that's a thing. Yeah, you gotta. Re- I guess it was. I gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. Not as frowned upon in 1959. Yeah. I mean, you do have to respect. I mean, what she's thinking about in concept is okay, but like a straight-up gold. Yeah, I just care about dudes with money. You, you got money. Um, and he's talking about how he's just never gonna land her because she wants all these rich things, like these things, and he just doesn't have the money. Go to class. Him and Maynard are just kind of like in class, waiting around. Uh, Thalia's talking talking about how um, she can't wait to see Milton pop in, because Milton, he's a fashion guy. Uh, And then Milton walks in. Um, Warren Beatty, young little baby Warren Beatty. No wonder Thalia has her eye on him. Again, he's a star. He's going places. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks sharp. Got a blazer. Got those cacks. In this one, he's just like got a suit on, like a straight suit, matching suit. That goes beside herself. She's like, whoa. Um, this woman really has a thing for clothes. What I love is they go to this bit. He's like, oh, you know, I at home I have uh, I have pants hangers and coat hangers. Not the wire ones, but the nice wooden ones. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's that's it. And I'm like, were those like, was that like a rich thing? like Because Dobie Gillis is rolling his eyes like, he's got a tie rack and shoe trees? Like, Dobie, like, I... Was that, like, expensive back in the day? What are we talking about? He's got coat hangers and a tie rack. Like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, Brad, we just talked about the price changes from 1984. This is back in 1959. I, I'm guessing, yeah, those things were super expensive. Wooden hangers. I love it. I love that, like, Dobie... I love Dobie just rolling his eyes at coat hangers. <gasps> Duh. Like... What did I just fold all my clothes and put them in a drawer like a freaking plebe? God. It's great. It's great. That is... Does Thalia have like a, a, like a clothing fetish? Because like she it. is way too excited about these things. Uh, and he's like, hey, do you want to come over and uh, look in my closet sometime and see all my suits? She's like, mm, fuck yes. <laughs> and Delby doesn't know how to compete with this. How can he compete with this? Well, he can compete by being a fucking creep. Because he's like, Nathalia, um, you have a date with me this afternoon. And she's like, no, I don't. He's like, um, did I not ask you to the soda fountain <laughs> after school today? Yes. And what was my response? Well, we weren't completely clear. What was my exact words? Well, you said no, but... <laughs> um, Dobie, you're a fucking psycho. <laughs> Yeah, Dobie, this isn't cool, man. Um, I know how the show progresses, but there are moments in this sh- this episode where I really think Maynard has a crush on Dobie. Yeah. Because um, some of the looks he gives him in the suits, that's more than just, wow, my friend looks really cool. He looks really snazzy. It was like, nice. Um, so Dobie goes to his parents. Old dad and mom shopkeeps uh, running the local greengrocer. And he says, look, guys, I need more money for clothes. Can I get some? I need some new clothes or I'm never going to have I'm never going to be able to take Thalia out to the soda shop. She'll say yes eventually. It's just that my clothes don't look good enough for her. What I find crazy is mom's response is, son, I just bought you 
four pairs of khakis last week. Four pairs of khakis at once? Like, I don't know, I don't know if, if there was ever a time when I was a kid in which my family bought me four pairs of pants at once. I mean, it was rare. I mean, because you realize now, I guess you don't need, I mean, I guess in the age where you couldn't wash clothes, like with a washing machine, maybe you had to, or if you did, it was, I guess, an inferior product, like it took longer to do it. Maybe you spaced out your laundry in a different way. I, I, I know. Dude, I don't know. I, like, I'm also suspect. Like, I don't I get it. I think we, we overwash clothes now. Um, because you, that is true. You, like, back then especially, you usually wore things more than once, you know, as you easily can uh, without washing. Oh, we all... Yeah. Um, but I four pairs of pants at one time, like, that just seems like dropping some dollars. I just bought you four pairs of pants. I've never had four new pairs of pants at one time in my life, I don't think. Ever. I don't think I have either, friend. Like, it's just a... Four pairs of pants. That seems, like, excessive. Like, I have more than four pairs of pants, but I didn't buy them all at once. It's just I didn't... I mean... You spaced that out. If you wear a a pair of pants twice between washings, like, he's got... He's fine on pants for more than a week. You know, as weird as that is, I... As I do Joey and Vera's laundry, they have way more clothes than I think I had when I was a kid. Really? Joey has more than Joey has more than. Well, I think kids have more clothes in general, though, because yeah, because they're, yeah, growing, they're growing and growing, yeah. and they're spilling things, and there's just a chance that you need to change clothes more. Yeah. Um, they're in between yeah. stuff. Vera easily has twelve pairs of pants. Oh, yeah. Some of them she is a little are a little short, but the majority of them she can still wear. Yeah. And I know Joey has an insane amount of pants, but he's great. That's, yeah. that, that's a different, that's yeah, kids. That's, 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 but when you're older. But once you're a teenager, like. Yeah. That's crazy. Like maybe you get two new pairs of pants at like the beginning of a school year or something. As an adult, that's too much commitment to me. Like even if I had a, a good pair of like pants that I really like the fit of, it's like, no, I gotta, I'll get this one like this. I gotta have variety. I gotta. Yeah, I think like, yeah, I, I, I'll buy I mean, I, I think, like, over, you know, the last year, you know, since I've had a little bit more dollars, uh, I was like, all right, it's time to start replacing some wardrobe. And it's like, all right, I buy a pair of pants. All right, I like these pair of pants. Maybe I'll buy the same kind of pair, same kind of pants in another color in, like, a month or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm buying one pair of pants at a time, just slowly replacing a wardrobe. Like, but to buy four pairs of pants at once is is a level of extravagant excess that I cannot fathom. Um, like that's like pants, pants bankruptcy. That's like you've decided old pants. <laughs> you've served your time. You're all going in the garbage. I declare pants bankruptcy. Time for four new pairs of pants. Brad, I got an idea. Um, you remember that podcast that made our skin crawl uh, called um, "By the Book"? Oh yes, yes. I still, I still subscribe to it, but I don't listen. I just have like, like oh, a yeah. dozen episodes. I'll dip in every once in a while just to see what craziness. Because it does, because it's like the level of crazy. Because the self help books are crazy. Oh, it hurts. Um, and then their patina of it is also insane. Yes. So it's like this is like double crazy. And sometimes I'm game for it. The most recent thing was they covered, or one of the recent episodes they covered. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's sister wrote a book about how you can only really commit to do three things a day, and that's it. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. (laughs) 
So they, they say that. They, they say basically like a rich person who's entitled and privileged wrote this book because how the fuck can you do this yeah. as a normal human being who isn't rich? Um, All that to say, Brad, they do buy the book. What if we did buy the show? And there was a segment where we decided to, to do certain things. Like we just picked something that happened in an episode to incorporate into our lives. And what if this is the first episode? And what if we just go out and buy four pairs of pants? Um, and then re- talk about our experiences. Well, um, listen, if, if you want to um, uh, float some money, because uh, currently I'm focused on buying a car. Um, so I think I'm a long way from being in a place where I can buy four pairs of pants. Uh, just an idea, just throwing it out there. Maybe something to think about in the future. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I find the idea of pants bankruptcy insane. Um, I do strongly advocate for sock bankruptcy. Every couple of years, just take all of your socks, throw them away, buy all new socks. There is nothing more liberating than sock bankruptcy because you get rid of those random extra socks, you get rid of all the, the socks with holes in that you forgot to throw out, the ones that keep somehow getting mixed in. Like, sock bankruptcy, friends, if you haven't done it in a while, do it. It feels so good. I, I could get behind that. It's great. All new socks. I haven't done it in a while, buy, but I feel like I need to. Buy like, yourself, like, three packs of, like, socks. If you're, like, buying, like, a multi-pack, like, buy new biz- work socks. Like, buy all new socks at once. Do all your socks at once. You're going to be out, like, 35, 40 bucks um, worth of socks, but every day... It, when you put on brand new socks for like ever, it's gonna be amazing. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think this counts as a confession, but I will open up a window to a weird thing that I do with socks. If you are interested, I love and why things. declaring sock bankruptcy is a little bit more for me than maybe other people. Uh-huh. So I have two types of socks I wear in a day. Yeah. I know this is gonna sound weird, but I have the socks I put on in the morning and I wear to work. Uh-huh. And then when I'm done with work, I come home, I take those socks off and those shoes and put on new socks, Ooh. different type, a different kind of sock, uh-huh. not a work sock, okay. like a just let's be around the house sock. All right. And then I just live the rest of my night in that sock or the rest of the, the day in that sock. I like it. I like it. It is cozy because I do have, it, it's like a, it's a change, it's a scene change. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wardrobe it's a Mr. Rogers, like, for my feet. It's a Mr. Rogers sock change. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Exactly. I take off my business socks. Put on some nice, sometimes sporty, depending on the weather. Sorry. Now, if it's if it's the weekend, I just have the one sock. My party, my you know, normal sock, no business sock. But I do that. I like it. I like that it. also means that I have twice as many socks as most people do, right. unless everyone's on that game and I just I didn't realize it. I recommend it. It's a fun time. Yeah, but I'm also of the I I I um, get out of bed, step into a house shoe. Um, until I get in the shower, I get out of the shower, I'm back in the house shoe until I put on shoes and socks, and I take off the shoes and socks, um, as I'm getting into bed. Like, they, I, there is no time when I am not shooting, so I, I, I don't know how I would work this into my life. I don't, I know people are very particular about how they sleep and with their sock or non-sock regimen. I used to sleep in socks, don't sleep in socks anymore. I don't know, I was a comfort thing. But I do put them on. I cannot stand to be barefoot anywhere. <laughs> I hate being barefoot. Have I mentioned my giant bed on the last podcast? What do you mean by your I giant bed? Because I, I just... Because I, you went from, what, a full bed at your old place or a twin? Uh, no, I had a full, um, which is still in my, it's in my guest room. It's in my guest bed now. Um, oh. If anyone would like to come visit. Um, so, hmm. um, I, I've got a queen, um, which is great. Um, but 
do you remember like in my um, apartment in Cincinnati, I had like a really tall bed? Yeah. Uh, well, I rebought that same bed frame. Um, it was out of stock at IKEA for a taste, uh, but they got them back oh. in. Um, and I and I think um, I think that my um, the the springs um, the um, the uh, yeah the yeah the what is it the mattress and yeah the box springs the box yeah, spring um, and yeah. it's taller than the one I had previously so my, and I I put the bed on the highest level setting the tallest it could be. Um, oh. My bed is gigantically tall. If I am sitting on my bed with my feet dangling off, my feet are <laughs> a foot and a half off the ground. Easy. At <laughs> Damn. Least it comes up to my hip. It's amazing. You like a tall I bed, friend? A tall, I am closer to the ceiling than I am the floor when I lay on my bed. How do you find? So how does the side of your bed work? I, I'm guessing blankets cover it over to where you can't see like the box spring or do you put like a separate sheet over the box spring to kind of keep the color oh no i yeah I, my, I well for one thing i bought a king um duvet there you go there so, you go yeah it, it covers um but that's yeah, great it's great i love it so much it makes me so fucking happy um and especially now that i am injured um all i have to do is just like basically like like getting in the bed i just have to lift my leg up and get in the bed and it's great um, but then to get out of bed, I just like I I'm just I just stand up like it's there I'm just there because it's so tall. <laughs> like I just slide over and I'm out I'm standing up. It's great. That is amazing. Is That's actually pretty so cool. So wonderful. I love my bed. So Dobie Gillis, huh? So his parents shoot him down. His dad hates. It. Again, we've talked about it before. His dad's will murder Dobie one day. <laughs> his dad might be crazy. Speaking. Of, oh, sorry, sorry. We already I already got to backtrack because we didn't mention. All right. Warren Beatty saying he was gonna murder Dobie Gillis. Oh, like the creepiest fucking part. scene. Um, because when Dobie's like, "Hey, you've got a date with me," and she's like, "No, I don't," and Maynard's like, "Hey, man, you need to leave. Uh, you need to leave him alone because Warren Beatty's gonna kill you." And then Warren Beatty just like looks at him and he's like, "That's right, I'll kill you." <laughs> and Dobie's like, "Oh, I'm didn't. I don't want you to kill me." And the teacher's like, "Well, maybe I'll kill you." I mean, we cut away, but that scene of like Warren Beatty like, "I'll kill you." Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's a man who's very possessive of, uh, I mean, poor, uh, Thaliad has no good options here. Oh. Unless some of these quiet guys in the side of the room are sane. You got weirdo Dobie. No means maybe, or no wasn't quite clear. And you got Warren Beatty, I will murder anyone who tries to show affection towards oh, you. Oh, it is weird. And then Dobie's dad is like, I'm gonna murder that boy. Everybody wants to kill him except Maynard. <laughs> I love how um, his dad, after Dobie leaves, and basically like, all right, you're not giving me money. That's cool. I guess I'll find a way to do it. I'll just get by, I guess, as a poor guy. And when he leaves, his mother's like, why are you so hard on Dobie? I mean, granted, we're not going to give him money for this, but um, he's not that bad of a kid. And his father says he's lazy. I don't think he's that bright. Like He just basically insults Dobie on like four or five different levels. And the mother laughs and says, oh, I don't call that... Um, dumb or like whatever or hard-headed or lazy. I call it being a teenager. And she kind of looks off longingly into the distance like she's remembering a past, uh, like a life gone by. And the dad kind of shakes his head. And then I think he's mentioned something about how he's going to kill yeah, him. Well, then he talks about um, how like when, well, when he was 17, he wasn't he wasn't lazy. Oh, God, yeah. And they're like, oh, your father had to like, t- like tie you to the, the front desk to keep you working. He's like, he didn't tie me, chained me up. Whoa, whoa. 
Dad, you want to talk about something? Are you okay? That chain's around here somewhere, isn't it? Keep it around just so I can have a memory. So, Dobie's going to live and die in this green <laughs> Well, like, if we ever, if we ever right? watch that, like, um... Here's, okay, here's another uh, month we're going to do. Um, we need to do, like, um, 80s uh, return movies. Because there's, like, a... Um, there's, like, an 80s, like, um, Dobie Gillis movie. Oh, yeah, that, like, we do need to, to watch Riverdale that. movie. And that Return to Mayberry... Oh god, we gotta watch Mayberry. Yeah, I wanna watch the Archie one. Like that that sounds fucking crazy. The Archie one from what I remember was yeah, we'll we'll do that. So that has to be March. Month. That's a month. That's a that's a month. Coming soon, I hope. Return month. The return. So Toby and Maynard are just kinda walking down the street trying to muse figure out life and how they're gonna get dressed really well. And they stop outside of the local shoot uh, suit shop and Maynard is dressed as is he dressed like a beatnik? He's got three large holes in his sweatshirt that he's wearing, and his sweatshirt I mean, that's his, is greasy. Yeah, that's his everyday outfit. So that's what he wears. Like, But he does it on purpose. Yeah, this is, he talks about how this is just my style, guys. Yeah. This is that Cincinnati style you're going to be hearing about in a few years. Um, so they're outside chatting it up, and suddenly the suit salesman comes out and says, What's up, Doc? And they're like, excuse me? He's like, guys, I need Maynard to leave the premises because I don't want people to think that he's associated at all with my suit shop. Um, funny thing is, he hasn't been able to really move any product to the teens because suits aren't just in style. Like, people can't afford them, for one. But people just don't dress sharp anymore, love- so it's hard for him he to sell. He he hasn't been able to sell any teens... Uh, any uh, teen wear um, since last Christmas, which to me means that there is a section of this like fine haberdashery that is just for teenagers. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the difference between like adult wear and teenager wear? And why is it a thing? It is kind of weird. Different sizes, different cuts. Kids like different styles. They like really we see baggy, non form fitting clothes. We see the suits that this man is trying to sell. Um, like, why does he think he would... Why is he making this niche um, selection for teens? I mean, every market tries to do that. I think it's... I should applaud him for doing it so early in 1959. Um, but you're right. It's kind of strange. At this point, what is the difference between your teen and your adult line? Other than maybe color and cut. But even that, it's 59. Yeah. And, oh, and again, I just to mention, this is Mel Blanc that is the, the guy running the shop. Yeah. Which is great. What's up, Doc? So, Dobie says, look, I know a way to turn your shop around. You want to sell teen clothes? What you need is a teen billboard. A walking teen billboard. Dude, put me in. I can. Maynard will vouch for me. I have some sway at school. Kids are going to see my clothes and come over here and just, like, want to be buying it a lot. I love the idea of Dobie Gillis as, like, this fashion play that everyone's going to want to try to imitate. I mean, he's just a normal... I mean, he's a creep. I don't think anyone would want... I, if a creep starts wearing a suit, he's still a creep, right? I mean... Exactly. I See, I think it would be better... And I thought it was going to go this way for a second. I thought there was going to be a twist. where I thought they were going to give Maynard a makeover. And then... Because the idea being oh. like, oh, if we can give Maynard a makeover, then everyone will be so impressed they'll want to buy fancy clothes too. Um... But then, how would Dobie get the girl? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, well, I just thought it would. That's work, a better but story. But didn't we do one like that where Maynard like dressed up? Yeah. 
I want to say we watched an episode I think like so. that. And like he, he like he dressed up for some girl and then it blew up in his face. Yeah. Of course it does because it's Maynard. But Maynard, this isn't Maynard's style. It's not his look. The guy, okay, so Bugs Bunny is like, yeah, let's do this. I'm desperate. I need to move product. Doby, you're my new billboard. So, so the, next the game is Doby. I, 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 I love when this happens in shows. Like, people do so much shit before going to school and TV. Like, so every morning, Doby gets up, goes to the haberdasher, um, and, like, gets a new outfit. Like, so, so that means this store is opening, like, at 6 a.m. At least. Dude, it could be opening at 8. Who knows? Because when does school start? I, mean, I assume 7 or 8. I mean, we can assume, but it's like bra. It is bright outside when he goes to the haberdashery, like to get his suit on. Like, what is Dobie's life? Because we're not seeing him get up and out of bed. We're not seeing him eat breakfast at a leisurely pace, which I'm sure happened. Maybe stroll around, maybe go to the park and think for a minute, creep out somewhere, and then eventually get to the uh, suit shop, and then eventually just meander into school. If he can do that in the span of two hours, I am super impressed. The idea of, like, a a suit shop being open at, like, 6 a.m., like, this guy is desperate for business. Yeah, well, he's what. Also, Dobie's walking everywhere, true, right? Yeah. We don't see him in a bicycle when he's in a car. What kind of like town does he live in where he can just walk to these places quickly? Great question. Great question. I love it though. But uh, so then we get this like oh, dude, yeah. Then it's we great. get like this montage of of uh, Dobie and uh, Warren Beatty like one upping each other. When they first do it, because um, Warren Beatty does the same thing Dobie kind of did earlier. He's like so. Uh, Thalia, we going out tonight? You going with me to go get a drink? And she says, well, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, you're the best dressed boy in school, and you're rich. Let's do that, there. And she looks at the, uh, she looks at the door. Well, no, there's a, okay. I got part of that mixed up. She's gonna go with Warren Beatty, but then, like, Maynard comes in and does a weird, like, oh, yeah. Uh, back and forth where she's like, she, he goes to Thalia and says, don't you just really like a sharp-dressed man? <laughs> She's like, um, I guess. It's like, but yeah, don't you just love it, though? Isn't it the greatest thing? I guess it's, like, <laughs> the greatest thing, Maynard. Um, do you want to talk about something? <laughs> I mean, it's just when I see a really sharp man, it must be... I don't, is it different than you, like, seeing one and being, like, real, like it's like, oh, yeah, right? I, I, I bet Thalia? if I was a woman, I would. there's nothing I would love more than a sharp-dressed man. Yeah, Maynard, I'm sure if you were a woman, that's, uh... <laughs> Alright. Alright, this is weird. I mean, live your truth, Maynard. I, what, what's this weird cloaked... You know, whatever like, happens, Maynard, like, we support you, right? Yeah. Like, whoever you, You're weird. whoever you are, just be true to yourself. We support you. Yeah. Be you. The beatnik thing, we get, you know? But, I mean, if there's anything else, I mean, totally, I mean, definitely support. Come on. Maynard does all this to introduce the new Dobie Gillis, who walks into class in a cashmere, all-weather, water-resistant suit. And Thalia cannot control her reaction. Dobie puts his arm out, and she falls into it headfirst. And she is rubbing her face against his sleeve breathing in the smell of this cloth. And she says, Doby, we gotta go out tonight. Dutch treat? Doby says, no. He's holding out. 
She's like, I'll pay. He kind of looks at the camera for a second, winks, I guess. Uh-huh. She never stops touching no, him. It's, it's like bizarre. She, Beatty hates it. You can see him, his like so hand gripping a pencil. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna treat you like prune face. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. Stay out of it, Maynard. No, but then Maynard comes over to uh, Warren Beatty because Warren Beatty's like, I thought we were gonna go out later, Thalia. And she says, shut up. You're dressed like garbage. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. But then Maynard goes over and says, hey, good looking. And that sharp, sharp suit. Oh, no, it's even weirder. Out. He's like, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you're free to do something with me, Big Daddy. <laughs> this show is hey, awesome. Maynard, we support you. Then we get a montage. Oh. Them like one upping each other. What I think is kooky though is like in the montage, which is a great montage. I feel like sometimes they're just switching suits. Like some of these, they're just wearing Man. the same thing. In the montage, they are for sure. Like when Dobie's like getting dressed, I think he's putting on the same suit over and over again. But he just see magically turns into a but new one. But sometimes I think Warren Beatty's wearing the same suit that Dobie Gillis was wearing in another part of the montage. Oh, that might be true because I think. He may be going to the store and buying uh, the same suit Dobie gets. I, uh, we kind of get a hint that that could have been a story thread. They may be humored, but yeah. I don't. You're, I don't know. I'll do with that. I, what I, it would make sense though. That they recycled those from a wardrobe standpoint. Those, like, I don't. I don't know if they're like necessarily getting better or fancier suits. They're just. I, I don't know. They, like, cause like they just started becoming pinstripes and like crazy pinstripes, and the final last outfit, like. Dobie Gillis looks like he's um, <laughs> from, come from the island on the prisoner. Like, he, it is a kooky outfit of just these different colored stripes and this kooky hat and a cane that turns into a stool. <laughs> that is the coolest thing that's ever happened to Dobie Gillis. Who has a cane that turns into a stool? Why would you make such no. a thing? He strolls in like he's gonna. It's like it's like the Easter Day parade. He is like, "What's up, guys?" Because Warren Beatty comes in and says, "This is it, Thalia. Obviously, I've proven to you I am the sharpest dressed man." We see a cut to Maynard with eyes big, like, "Yes, honey, talk, go out with him." Um, and she says, "I don't know, Milton. I gotta see what Dobie's wearing. Like, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but I can see what what, what threads has he got." And then Dobie walks in. He's a little late. The teacher starts talking about, um, what is it, Kublai Khan? And Xanadu to Kublai Khan, a pressure dome decree. And he starts talking about, the interesting thing about the guy who wrote this, he saw illusions, uh, not illusions, he saw hallucinations, <laughs> not saw illusions. illusions. He's not a master of illusions. Uh, he was the lord of illusions. <laughs> he was part of a cult. <laughs> and then Scott Bakula fought an exorcist, and uh, uh, then a magic mouth, mouth trap came, and uh, it, was, it was real weird. And they were attacked by pixels. And all this talk, and he looks over, and he feels like he's attacked by pixels now because Dobie Gillis strolls in like a freaking hallucination, like a goddamn master of illusions. Oh, it's kooky. Tips his hat, strolls over with that elaborate cane. We s- suddenly realize, pop, cane chair. Sits right beside Milton, just looks at him like, dude, you've been bested. I mean... I just don't get it though. Like, I don't, is it supposed to be like, what is this outfit? Because it is kooky town. And I do love the teacher calls well, him out. He's like, oh, where's the other fop at? 
Because yeah, I mean, it is. They are foppishly dressed. Belia has made a decision, though. She writes a note. You want to go study? Meet me for a drink after class. I say drink. They're going to, like, the soda shop to get, like, milkshakes. She passes the note to Milton to hand to Dobie, and she signals. Milton opens up the note himself and says, (laughs) Finally came around, girl. And she says, Dude, don't read other people's mail. Dobie reaches over, cash, grabs the note, inches from Milton's face, just looking at him. Reads the note, shrugs his shoulders like, yeah, whatever, I'll be there. So cool, so collected, so calm. Whilst wearing a hat with a feather in it. <laughs> like, How's he going to do any work on that stool chair? But yeah. Yeah, he's sitting on a stool. He's sitting on a, on a cane stool um, with a fucking hat with a feather in it. Like, I don't try to be cool, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I, like I wish that like there a bully character had come in and just like punched Dobie in the face. Being <laughs> such a weirdo. What Dobie Gillis is missing is a bully. Like they just just some like just like some big meathead guy just could come in and be like what the fuck are you wearing? Smash! And then this little uh, that would be the perfect ending to this little montage. Because here's the other thing. This this scam, <laughs> this advertising scam that he's like going to get all the people. You don't see anyone else starting to wear weird suits. This does not pay you off. You see some. You see boys like around him contemplating his suit and looking at it. It's just in, like, in a, the wow, this is real weird. Huh? How'd you afford this? Bullies in training. They're not really sure how to act their aggression and out. Everyone's just, just like confused. Shy. They need a bully to rally them. <laughs> But no, nobody's following suit. This whole plan that, like, oh, yeah, he was going to start wearing this and it was going to catch on does not pan out. So Milton goes to the suit shop after school and says, dude, you got you to gotta sell me the suit that Dobie wore. You got to sell me something better if you have it. I got to one up. I'm with Thalia. And the shopkeep is like, sure, okay, yeah, we'll go over here. I mean, if you want the same jacket, we have another one over here you can look at. Puts it on, he's saying, ah, Milton says it's a little tight, which it looks so much better on him because it's slightly form-fitting. It's like, dude, that's how a suit should be worn. I don't know why you're wearing these baggy suits, but it's the 50s, so fair enough. And he reaches into the pocket of the jacket and brings out the note that Thelia gave Dobes. And looks at the shopkeep and says, motherfucker, you've been using Dobie as a billboard? And I love that like Mel Blanc's like, oh, no, 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 he's just uh, one of my uh, regular customers. I don't know how that got in there. I love that he's like like trying to cover it up. Yeah. Like he got caught. Doesn't take a lot of pressure to just spill the beans of. And is he really spilling beans? No. I mean, Dobie's advertising. No. Like he starts talking about it. He brings up uh, feature points on the lot of clothes he wears to the class. I mean, he's selling it. Milton goes to the um, soda shop confronts Thalia. Thalia, Dobie's a fraud. All his clothes aren't even his. I own all of mine, and also the wooden hangers. And she's like, Dobie uh, is... Alright, go ahead. Oh, he's a straight-up fraud. Thalia, I'm obviously the man you should be with. I'm loaded. And she's like, um, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, that's pretty crafty. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. some initiative. And you know what? It comes down to it. Listen, I... This isn't just about me. My dad's got a got a kidney condition. My mom's old as fuck. Uh, my brother's like a real fuck up loser, <laughs> and my sister married a fucking piece of shit that's probably gonna be a bum. 
So I got a lot of people I got to take care of in my life. So it's great that you're rich now, but I need somebody that's going to be rich when I marry them. And you aren't showing the same initiative, so you may lose all your money. So I'm going to bank on the person that's showing the initiative because that means they may make money in life. Whereas you may just lose your money. I don't know yet. I'm young. I got to figure this shit out. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really willing to take a risk right now. Yeah, she really like, is. She is a true sociopath. She also says, look, when someone looks like I do and is as smart as I am, I got I got options. She's very conceited, which we get in other episodes that feature her as well. Um, the Fallacy of Love is a great one that we've actually watched before. Um, so Milton shrugs his shoulders like, yeah, I've seen a side of you I don't understand. Also, um, if I'm like super rich, it don't it doesn't really matter what I do because I it's almost impossible for me to fuck up my estate that much. Like I have the amount of money to basically say fuck you to everything. And at that point, honey, just saddle up to Alex, this pony Alex, because this is this is the one you want to ride I'm with. Thinking about though, this is like still within like a lifetime from the from uh, the Great Depression, like. People lost all. People were super rich and lost all their money like in a second. Like that was still True. A current memory. True. So that would give someone yeah. make someone skittish, and you'd want someone more like Adobe, like um, haphazardly bootstrapping on accident into things and just like yeah. capering around to win the affections of a woman from his dad, from the lowly beginnings of shopkeep. Are indentured servitude shopkeeps? I don't know what's going on in Adobe's world. Um, she goes to Adobe. Don't tell Kamala Harris. She'll love that. <laughs> she likes slavery. Um, Dobie, Thalia runs to Dobie. Um, she says, look, Dobie, I'm choosing you. I know you're dumb. I, I know you're poor, but the whole um, clothing billboard thing shows initiative. Just out of curiosity, because, you know, if we're going to be going steady, I need to be basically your business partner. How much are you making off this? Like, how much are you charging for advertising? Dobie says it's all for her. He didn't even think about charging money for advertising. To him, he just wanted to like impress Thalia. Wrong answer, Dobes. Yeah, yeah, dog. Just lie. Just lie. Thalia says, that's stupid. You do realize that other advertisers pay people for advertising. You you need to go down, um, go go to Bugs Bunny right now, look him in the eye, and basically do a business contract. Um if you still want to keep me on your the arm. The problem and is not factoring in is that when the Tasmanian devil agreed to this, uh, he was under the impression that other people would eventually start buying suits, which has not panned out. Basically, he's just got, like, somebody, like, putting on, like, clothes that he's got to have dry cleaned now. Like, all this shit's got to be dry cleaned. Because there's, like, some fucking high school kid wearing these clothes all day, like, walking all over the place. Like, gross. Dobie wasn't wearing like an outfit because he had gone and changed after school which is how Milton found the note from the jacket well, he, right he, on the he goes um, right before school puts on a suit and then he when he leaves school he goes right back to the shop and gives the suit back so when he meets Thalia at the soda shop and they have this conversation he's in his normal clothes and yet when he goes back at that very no, moment as Thalia instructs him he, he's wearing a suit when he meets okay, her good. The reason, when he goes to the shop um, to demand money from uh, Daffy Duck, uh, um, he comes out in his normal street clothes. 
for a second, I thought that he was still in his street clothes before, but when he comes out of the shop after a, a bad round of negotiation, his clothes are loose. Like, like it looks like he hurriedly put them back on, which makes yeah. sense given the context of this. But for the briefest of moments, I thought, wait a minute, then what happened in the store? Why are his clothes loose if he went in and negotiated? But it's late. I'm a little tired, and I maybe hallucinated cool. something. We've all been there. Dubby comes out. It didn't go well. Um, I don't remember exactly what happens here, but doesn't Maynard have some words of wisdom for yeah, him? Well, basically, Thalia's like, um, nice try. Um, get some fucking money. Hey, loser. Uh, you got to be useful <laughs> in negotiations. Like, that shit's not going to cut it. Goodbye. And it, Dubby, you understand. My parents. My family. I'm a sociopath. <laughs> um, and so then Maynard's like, hey, well, you still got me, buddy. And Toby's like, yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> and then they walk to the park, and they sit down from the thinking man statue and think. Yeah. And then we get one last little stinger scene. Uh, we cut back oh. to mom and pop in the store. And uh, and pop's like, hey, you know, I was thinking about that. You said you wanted a suit. Uh, well, I got one upstairs that I guess you could have. It's, it's not new or anything, but it's in pretty good shape. It's uh, It's brown. He's like, oh, a brown suit? I look good in brown. Well, it's more of an olive drab. Okay, first of all, that's not brown, motherfucker. <laughs> olive drab not is all. not brown. It's green, if anything. Um, he's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. it's got gold buttons. Uh, you'll have to take the stripes off it, though, because it's my army uniform. I want you to be a murderer, Dobie, just like me. <laughs> Dobie's like, mm, yeah, that's cool. No, thanks. Not yet, anyway, Dad. We'll get to the army here. Eventually. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Episode two foreshadowing. And then, he, then dad's the like, I'm gonna murder that boy. And mom's like, ah, oh, you threatening murder of my <laughs> child. Love ya. <laughs> and that's the many loves of Dobby Gillis. Episode two. Solid up. As a yeah, as a follow up to the pilot, I think it's a good it's a good giant. It's a good time. Um who won and who lost? Did Milton lose because now he's going steady with Thalia? And she just wants him for his money and she's a sociopath? I mean, I don't know. Milton like got in like a fucking clothes war with Dobie Gillis. So I don't know if he... I don't know if he won. Does Thalia win because she's a sociopath and gets people to bend to her will? Probably. She'll be doing that until they replace her on the yeah. show. Um... Does Marvin Martian lose because he's got to fucking dry clean all these fucking suits that Dobie's wearing all the damn time? I think he's being lazy, not dry cleaning them, or else they would have that piece of paper would have been ruined. That's oh, that's true. He's not cleaning the suits. Oh, these are just gross suits that like fucking high school kids have been wearing around all town, all over town. These are dirty suits. Shut he's it down. Dirty suits. <laughs> Selling Dobie's, those dirty Dobie's suits. Dobie's wearing these to gym class. Oh God! It's what he wore to school. He doesn't have a change. He's just wearing a suit, running around, doing laps in the gym, climbing rope. Why did we climb ropes? Did, I mean, that was a thing they still did. Ropes in high school? No, we, okay, we I was didn't. Say, but I never I climbed a rope in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. As humans, okay. because I remember when they would show. Uh, I saw it on TV like and movies and stuff, but I've never. No. I've never. Well, that had to come somewhere. Surely in the '50s at this yeah. time. Or in the 80s or 70s, they've made people climb ropes, which I think is insane. Like, how can anyone do that? How does anyone climb a rope? No, I mean, but for yeah, gym, I, just on a whim. 
because that can go wrong and suddenly your hands are raw because you slid down and tried to grip a yeah, freaking that's rope. That's not a good idea. The logistics aren't good. No, it's a terrible idea. I'm glad we never actually did it because it's a bad idea. We just played cone ball. Fuck <laughs> cone ball. I actually enjoyed cone ball, but it, I understand that it wasn't that great. <laughs> so dumb. And all the 8,000 variations of cone. We have balls and cones. That's all we can afford. <laughs> We had the boogie boards at one yeah, point, right. though I only remember using them yeah, once. Yeah, we got these little uh, um, uh, little blue uh, like uh, carts. All right, guys, it's a game. All right, here's what you do. Uh, you, you get on this little cart. Somebody pushes you. You go around the cone three times. Then you get to pick up the ball. <laughs> guys, hey, could we maybe find a way to make a game where we don't have to incorporate all the things that we have access to? I mean... Using the budget, use it or like, lose it. We're just playing the same game over and over again, right? Like, can we just can we just agree that this is the same game with slight stupid rule variations? Because I guess you got bored one day. Brad, in the other game, you have to run around the balls to grab the cones uh, to then get on the cart, and then you're pushed over. This is totally different than not, that. It's the same game. It's all the same game. He's catching on. Get him out. Detention. Um... I guess, yeah, we could say the shopkeep loses. I mean, because it's just a dumb plan, but, and he now he's got dirty suits. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad plan. It's just that he doesn't follow through. He picks the wrong person. Yeah. Like, you pick, called at the beginning. Maynard would have been the better person to kind of remake. People would be like, wow, Maynard, you're looking sharp, man. What happened? I got a new suit at this place. Good yeah. deal. You should go. All the kids are going to go. Porky Pig gave me a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> So, we'll say he loses for yeah. sure, and Felia wins. Right. Who's best dressed, worst right. dressed? Now we're in it. This is a great question. <laughs> I don't dislike any of the suits that they wear, to be honest. They all have their own charms to a oh, degree. Yeah, but they're just kooky. I mean, like, because, okay, so let's go to what they consider the ultimate suit, which is the one with, yeah. the, with the cane stool, um, with the, the feather in his hat. And like the the ascot, um, it's got a lot going on. Is that best dressed? I like it. I also think because it has so many access, like those accessories. And come on, stool yeah. cane. Like he's coming correct in a way that's like it's the most elevated fashion in the oh, entire. Oh yeah, I, thing. I like it. I like it. And it the thing is, like, it does remind me of something from The Prisoner, uh, which is very exciting to me. It's not. I mean, that's not a bad thing. No, that's that shows all about fashion, as we'll be discussing on a new podcast soon. I can't wait. Um, um, okay, I can go with that being best dressed. You know what I don't like in the show? I don't like Dobie's like cash shirt when he's explaining the whole thing about every day that week. I went like before the montage. Oh, yeah. It's the white, but it looks like. It looks like there's like a short sleeved like collared shirt underneath it that the white shirt is like sewn to. Uh-huh. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's a real like it's a real like beach vibe. But like I feel like I feel like you should be like with the Beach Boys or something or or hanging out with uh, Frankie and Annette. Honorable mention for best dressed. I really like the suit that um, Milton wears that has like the gingham vest underneath uh-huh. it and he has a flower uh in yeah it, i can't tell it almost looks like it's satin as far as like the texture of i mean because it's black and white yeah. so i have no idea what color it is but it looks good like it it has like a it looks good like i like it 
I just don't, I don't like the, the vest I don't like. I like the pattern, but I, the cut is weird. You're right. But, but yeah, I do like it. Um, I, I also like, and this is random because I'm rewatching that scene. Oh, Warren Beatty has that white suit at one yeah, point. Yeah, that's good too. I like that. White suit. Dobie, Dobie has that stupid sweater, like bow tie combo. It looks like he just walked out of a freaking, mm -hmm. that is not a good, that is not a good yeah. outfit. I love that white suit yeah, white though. That's looking good. good. But we don't see it for very long. There's also a scene where like Thalia looks at Dobie and does this whole like, oh, like but super close up on her face during the montage. We only get one of them, but she also does like, a thing with her tongue. She's like, oh, yes. and it's super weird. <laughs> I like in the last one before he comes in um, in like the real kooky outfit. She's brought glasses because she wants to see. I'm yeah. like, wait, does that mean Thalia's needed glasses this whole time? Or is she just putting on glasses that she doesn't need, which is not going to help her vision? They look like the glasses the teacher wears later, which is also strange, but... I stole the teacher's glasses, because I want to get and I want to get a look <laughs> at every fucking inch of these outfits. Alright, Thalia. Calm down, sociopath. I love some of the extras in here, too. Oh, yeah. At one point, like, there's two in people the scene in the back that are wearing the same outfits for, for this whole thing, because obviously they just shot this all in one you know oh yeah they didn't even bother it's great there's one so in one of the scenes in the montage where like Thalia's like on Dobie's arm and there's like four guys around him like yeah way to go Dobie you're looking cool and then Warren Beatty comes in and like steals his girl and she runs over to him and Dobie's like oh man they're like dude what are you gonna do you gotta bring better clothes. And there's a extra sitting in front of them, dead stare, straight forward. Just a woman, just looking, just standing forward, just like not even like zoned yes. out. Awesome. Okay, Dobie's prisoner outfit is definitely the yeah. win because he has white pants well, on. Oh, it looks like white pants, and that's fucking awesome. Worst dress, and I I say we can't count Maynard because it's a given. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count Maynard because that's his style and it works for him as that's a beatnik. And you're right, it's a given, really. Is it is it is it is it is it Dobie's Beach Boy or, um, the one where he's sitting at the statue? Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm walking the extras a lot in these scenes now, and they're fucking awesome. Some of them are really oh. good, like some of the stuff that they're doing. Um, is it which one when he's at the statue? Um, when he's wearing like the the weird shirt. Um, at the ten minute sixteen second. Oh yeah, that's the one I was talking about earlier. I do not yeah, like that. I was that. gonna say, is that for worse dress? Yeah, definitely. We'll do that. Cool. There you go. We, we full circle. We, we did, did it all. We did Dobie Gillis. Great, great, great show. Great promise with that second episode. Dobie. Welcome theme song. Indeed. Um, um, Alex. Guys, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before we wrap up, I'd like to tell you a story about Subway. Awesome. I almost forgot to tell the Subway story. I forgot about I the Subway story. You, you told me to not forget. To remind me, and you failed me, friend. Um, but don't worry, I remembered when you did that voice just a second ago, you're like, hey, Adobe, because last week I was, I was going to go buy a new uh, windshield wiper for my car because one of my windshield wipers was kind of fucked up. And I was like, I'm about to take a trip. I should have a brand new windshield wiper that will <laughs> soon be destroyed. Ain't that just the oh, luck? Fucking seriously. Um, um, went, they didn't have the right size. So I was like, ah, damn it. I got some time to kill. I'm kind of hungry. There's a Subway right here. I'm going to pop into this Subway sandwich shop. I'll get myself a sandwich, and then I'll go back to work. I go into Subway. There's a little bit of a line, which I wasn't expecting, because from the outside, I didn't realize there was a line. 
But I was like, all right, still not too bad. It's subway. I'm just going to move fast. Yeah. So there, and there's like three people in front of me. So I go and get in the line. No problem. Um, so, um, so, you know, there's a, there's a fair line. There's, um, you know, like three people in front of me. There's a couple people behind me now. There's a couple people, you know, they're making their sandwich. Um, and then I see that there's like a guy like standing nowhere near the line. He's just kind of in the restaurant. But off to the side, but not like where there's tables or anything. He's just kind of off to the side, which is strange. I'm like, is he waiting on somebody? Is he looking for somebody that works there? What's what's this guy doing? Is he like getting a pickup order? I don't I don't get it. Who, who knows? <laughs> but whatever. Um, so I see um, you know one of the one of the people in front of me. He goes up to start ordering, and this guy walks over to him and says something. And like the guy's like, what? And the guy says something else. I can't hear what's going on, but I'm like, there's some kind of weird interchange going on here. Um, but, like, this guy that was, like, in line, like, he seems real bro so I'm like, I don't know whatever's going on, but I don't know. I'm kind of against this guy. Whatever little argument's happening here, I don't get it. Like, there's a little bit of a spat, and the guy's like, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And, like, he just kind of ignores him. And then the guy walks back to, like, standing over in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, that's weird. Hmm. Um, so, um, then this guy goes, he's the next person in line, he goes. And so then there's, like, the guy in front, there's a guy in front of me, and there's me, and so the next guy goes up to, and this happens again, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Hmm. And so, and then, like, I'm about to go up, um, but this guy, and then this guy starts walking over to me, and I'm like, what is happening? And this guy walks up to me, and he says, I guess you don't fucking see me either. And I was like, what? I haven't understood what this argument's been about that he's had with every person in line, but, and I'm like, but all of a sudden I'm in it now, and I'm like, I, what, what are you talking about? Because I, even though I've, you don't I've see seen him? this like three times, I don't understand what he's saying. It's like I, I said, I guess you don't fucking see me either. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm standing here, aren't I? And I'm like, so does this guy think he's in line? Because he's not in line. He's standing away from the line by about seven feet. There's a line that everyone's in. He's seven feet to the left of the line. Yeah, I mean, that's how lines also, work. You're in a yeah. queue, you're also, in a you're line. Also, you're to go to the place to order a sandwich. We're all in a line in which the first person in line would be prepared to order a sandwich. He's seven feet away where there's no one to talk to. Huh. And so I was like... But because he entered... I, I don't I don't understand what this is. Um, but I'm getting annoyed because I'm like... So he's done this to, like, three people now. And, like, they've all been, like, weird and, like, kind of brushed it aside. Um... Um, and I'm like, if, and I was like, if you want to go, go. He's like, no, no, it's fine. You don't fucking see me. It's fine. And I was like, you're not in the fucking line. If you want to get in line, get in the goddamn line. Cause I'm like, I'm not taking this. You tell yeah, him this. Of course. Good. Yeah, as because you like, is he just going to keep doing this all day? Like, when is this going to work out for him? Cause you <laughs> know, you're not in a line. And he's like, you can't fucking talk that way to me. And I was like, fuck off. Get in line or fuck off. <laughs> um, and then fucking sandwich making asshole is like, hey, 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 I don't want that kind of language in this store. And at the, and of course, immediately, like, <laughs> nope, you're going to fucking don't, don't you fucking tell me what I'm allowed to say. Fuck off. I cannot deal with arbitrary language restrictions. Can't deal with that. And I was like. Hey, you got this asshole over here that's fucking harassing everybody in line. He says, I don't, I don't want the language. I don't care. I don't care what's going on. I don't want the language. I don't care what's going on. I don't care about the harassment of people and that I, are here getting I, a sandwich. But I, what I do care about 
Oh, and I am, I am fucking boiling now. Like, you're gonna take this out on me? You must, on stupid fucking language reasons? Oh, fuck off. So, and this guy's got like a sneer on his face like he's won. And I'm like, go. If you wanna go, fucking go. And then Sam goes, like, hey! And I'm like, and I'm just like boiling. And he's like, no, it's fine, fine, go right ahead, go right ahead. Like, and I'm like, what is your fucking deal? I was like, either get in a goddamn line, this? order your fucking sandwich, or fuck off and leave everybody alone, you stupid fucking piece of shit. Um, and then sandwich guy, sandwich guy's like, still like yelling, hey, language, language, language. And I'm like, fuck all of you assholes, and I left. Nice. Like, <laughs> I mean, it sucks that you didn't get a sandwich, yeah, but... It's fine, it's a Subway sandwich. I was fine. I mean, yeah. Um, but what is that scenario? What is going on? You can't stand seven feet away from a line and then hassle everyone about them not letting you go because you're not in the line. Why? Why would you just get in I, line? I, what or I, why wouldn't you what step I would have given anything front, to see is what the old lady behind me said to him when he pulled the same shit. Because there was like an old lady behind me. And I was like, what is, is he going to do this to this old lady too? Like, what's going on? So weird. Oh, so weird. Don't fucking tell me what I'm allowed to say, you fucking asshole. Brad, I, I applaud you. Well done, friend. Mm. More people should act like that in public. Yeah. As far as when bullshit like that yeah. is happening, just be like, guys, either do it or don't. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It's a goddamn sandwich. I, nobody cares about like cutting in front of you in line to buy a sandwich. Also, you're not in the line. What is your deal? Why aren't you in line? Get in the fucking line. It's all right. It's okay. You don't see me. That's fine. Like, I'm invisible to everyone here, apparently. Why are you a cartoon gangster? That's my other question. Hey, uh, well, I guess you don't see me. I guess you don't see me. That's fine. You don't see me. Whatever. Right, it's fine. You don't see me. Cool. Whatever. I don't care. Like, what is your? What are you doing? Do you see the line, sir? <laughs> Maybe you're not aware of this, but this is the standard convention that everyone in the modern world agrees upon: is how you. <laughs> The etiquette at which you order something at any yeah. delicatessen, sir. It was so weird. Like, I was like, is John Quinones in here? What's happening? It's so bizarre. If he, and if so, John Quinones, you owe, owe me a sandwich. Yeah, you, why didn't you come, Why didn't you run after Brad? Probably the language. They probably can use it for TV. Yeah, I was like, I can't John use that for TV. Too much language. That's why he was yelling language the whole time. He was like, fuck, they're not going to be able to get I mean, we did this whole thing so people would react, and he's just going too far. Fuck. Language. I don't. I don't care what's going on. Language. Well, then you're an idiot. You should care what's going on and not worried about. Might be worrying about fucking language. Language. I mean, if someone's just kind of like loitering in your sandwich shop and not ordering, you have every right to be like, just kind of get out of here, dude. Ugh. Are you going to order or not? I'm trying. I'm trying to order. I can't order. No one let me in line. This isn't a Starbucks, sir. You can't just get a coffee or think about getting a coffee and just sit down and chill for a I'm while. That's not how Subway works. I'm trying to order, but these people keep keep they keep us uh, staying in their line. They don't let me. Uh, they're they're not letting me in a lope. I'm trying to in a lope here. No one will let me. I walked into the store five people ago. There's a line here. What are these people doing? I've never seen this before. This is so weird. I got. I, got, I came into the store. There was three people in front of me. I went and stood over in the corner. <laughs> people just kept going and they never let me in. It's bullshit. Look, I don't, I don't like lines. I don't like people behind me. I don't trust people. I sit in the stand in the corner. Like, who was I supposed to? I can't stand people being behind me. I hate people being behind me. It makes me nervous. Like I don't like people standing directly behind me. But you know what? I fucking deal with it because that's how the world works. You have to be in line sometimes. Like I, every time someone's behind me, I feel like there's a chance they might stab me. But you know what? I fucking deal huh. with it. <laughs>
Go go ahead, sir. You, obviously, you should just go ahead. Uh, just go. Just go ahead. It's fine. I'm not here. I'm invisible. Like, if I can fucking deal with the anxiety of people being behind me, this motherfucker can get in a line. Fuck off with that shit. This this guy's just a teaching attention seeker. There's no way that really bothers no, him. No. Are you just fucking getting in line? Go, just get go in line. Who's gonna stab you, you at a? You have to get in line to order food. There's so oh, many. Oh, sit in a booth. Let them come to so you. Many. You could go to a restaurant where you sit down. You could go to some place where you just pick it up, um, and you don't have to get into a line for it. Like, there's a million other options. Trust me. Brad, I'm very aware of how if I don't want to be in a line, I don't have to be in a line because that's something I have to deal with in my life. Friend, I maybe you're just not being sensitive enough to the fact that this guy has crippling anxiety about people behind him and that he just will you just accommodate him please no get in line sir so weird at that point he's also breaking line it's just no no yeah it's bullshit you can't just like stand seven feet to the side and then walk up to every person and give them shit for not realizing you've made your own rules on how lines work all I know is I've counted 12 people in front of me who's got this sandwich. If, if you Sir, want, please if, go ahead. I'm not if, ready. For whatever reason, you have to stand seven feet away from everybody else. You have to go to the person that you would be in front of and behind and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm a lunatic. I have to stand seven feet away <laughs> from the line. So I'm just going to be behind you and in front of you. But I have to stand over here because I'm weird. So heads up. And then everybody knows. You can't just start harassing people. Oh, yeah. I guess you don't fucking see me. If new me people either. come into the store. I guess you don't fucking see me either. Yeah, we saw you. We thought you were a weirdo standing in the corner. Just waiting in line. <laughs> You're not in line, sir. It's not a line. One Unless, person is not a line. This isn't a meat counter. Did you take a number? Like, if you took a number from a counter and wait, you can wait anywhere you want. That's fine. Because the line is represented by the number in your hand, sir. That doesn't exist here, though. This is Subway. Get in the fucking line. I don't see a blinking coaster in your hand, motherfucker. (laughs) I guess the coaster doesn't see me either. (laughs) Like this guy's life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's always a pleasure, Brad. I really hope you feel much better soon. Much thanks. Um, Get at us. We can go to the website, uh, ramjackpodcast.com, become part of the Facebook group. Um... Yeah, get at us any way you want. We'd love to hear from you. Um, guys, listen to um, Village Fashion Center podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Um, uh, me and Tammy and Claire are going to be talking about The Prisoner and fashions. It's going to be great. Um, I'd also like to plug Jonathan's podcast, his yeah. new one, The Music Man. Really not The Musical Man. Um, I almost cried listening to an episode of that Ooh. show. Um, Getting tender. Getting musical it was, tender. It was a weird... Ex- it was an odd experience because I had my headphones in at work and I was walking um, and I, this is going to sound weird, maybe strange to some people, headphones in, walking, going about my day, I went to the restroom, I was in there, I was washing my hands and I looked in the mirror and something in the podcast spoke to me and I almost just and started, started crying right there, I have right no idea why. <laughs> and I started, and I uncontrollably started washing my hair and it was awkward, no, it was just strange, um, but it was very, it was a very beautiful nice. moment. I was like, I'd like to thank Jonathan and the podcast nice. for that because it was nice. I mean, I almost cried. I didn't actually cry, but I, for a second, could have gone either one way or the other. Awesome. Very moving. Nice. Has Ramjack ever made you cry, ladies and gentlemen? Please. From terror or laughter, whatever. Our disgust. 
How dare you? Language, 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 language. language. Oh, it makes me so upset when I hear bad, dirty, bad, no good words. I can't abide by that. Can't abide. Can't. Um, guys, and if you were just, just a word of advice. If uh, you want to be able to uh, order a sandwich, um, two, two things. One, get in line. And second, don't shout about it. Don't shout about it. do, and then just go to Wendy's, because you're better off. Wendy's? Yeah, over Subway? Definitely. Brad. Baked potato? You're going to be voting for Trump, aren't you, in 2020? His favorite restaurant to get burgers from delivered to the White House. How dare you? Um, he, Alex, um, he had an amazing selection of American burgers from Wendy's, from McDonald's. Um, I don't, I don't think he went to the Burger King because that's a Canadian company, um, and it's a monarchy. <laughs> I didn't realize that he <laughs> got burgers from multiple places. I thought it was just oh, no, no, Wendy's. No, no, it was no, no. There was multiple places. Yeah, there was McDonald's. There was McDonald's and Wendy's. An exotic place. They went to Get California and got an In and Out burger. And all those bl- cold fries. Ugh. Mm. Love it. Love it. Because by the time they get to the white, by the time they get through security at the White House, yum, cold fries. They had. They specifically got the cooks or chefs of those restaurants. All that in quotations to do it on site. <laughs> Bring all your food in. Cook it right here. Oh, gross. Gross indeed. So gross. Some people dress cause they dress when they dress, but he gets dressed to get dressed. It's only a hunch, but I'll bet you a bunch he wears suspenders, a belt, and a vest. From the tip of his toes to his head, he look like an unmade bed. You've either got or you haven't got style. If you got it, you stand out a mile. A flower's not a flower if it's wilted. A hat's not a hat. Till it's tilted You've either got Or you haven't got Class How it draws The applause Of the masses When you wear lapels Like the swellest of swells You can pass Any mirror And smile You've either got Or you haven't got God, oh, you haven't got God, oh, you haven't got Style You've either got Or you haven't got Style God, oh, you haven't got Style If you've got it It stands out a mile God, it stands out a mile With mother Pearl kind of buttons You'll look like the asters and husbands You've either got or you haven't got class God or you haven't got class How it 
draws the applause of the masses when you wear lapels like the swellest of swells you can pass any mirror and smile you've either got or you haven't got child or you haven't got child style and charm seem to go arm in Go on and on A flower's not a flower If it's wilted A hat, not a hat Till it's tilted You've either got Or you haven't got Watch those dolls lining up single. 